be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Well, let me tell you something, dude. One place I'm not banned is Butts and Seeds Podcast, brother. My main man, Frank Harris, and Josh the Thunder from Down Under Armour review WCW Podcast, man, and they're from the 90s. Black Blood's music, it's fucking hilarious. He looks like the combination of Kane and the members of Doom, and his music yeah. sounds like a breaker from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <laughs> There's also interviews and special episodes, man, and you can get it for free, brother, on iTunes and Stitcher. What you gonna do when butts and seats run wild on you, man? Celebrity voice impersonated. Hello, I'm Glenn Schneider, the host of Talking About, which you can hear right here on geeksoftheindustry.com. I guess this isn't a cheap pop kind of crowd. Well, back to work. Watch Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Which way to go? Good times. PPP hands. Leavers. Zelda. 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 The Legend of Zelda. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Welcome, everybody, to Nerd Otaku. I am Greg, joined along with special guest uh, Richard Stratzberg. I hope I pronounced your last name right. You did. Oh, yay, I win. Donald is out. He has a life and has to work. <laughs> For, uh, but I, I know Donald was kind of upset when I told him, when I told him hey, I got to do this show Sunday cause, like, so I can do the guest schedule. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> Cause he had, cause he has to work weekends. Oh, I know that schedule all too well. Yeah, so he, so he's upset about that. But I, now I'm sure when I make the, when I book the next round of episodes, I'm sure I'll find something he, he'll enjoy, and then he's gonna forget all about this episode. We are, be, we are supposed to be joined by Glenn Schneider of Talking About. However, right now his internet's being the shits. Uh, Glenn just messaged me. Is it working? Is what working? <laughs> That's very vague, Glenn. Right. But uh, if he, like I said, if he joins in, uh, we'll add him to the call. We'll get him privy up to how the show works. So, Rich, how, what, how, how, the power of editing. What have you been up to? Oh, man, I've been watching movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, before, uh, 
while we were waiting for Glenn before we said, okay, let's just start. Uh, yeah. Oh, here comes Glenn. Uh, yeah. So we'll get into the, what movies you've been watching, but like, do you want to talk about like why you decided to watch like eight movies? Oh, <laughs> uh, why not, man? It was a lazy Sunday, I guess. You know, just I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm actually trying to watch 300 movies by the end of the year. One a day, give or take. Uh, sort of. That's usually what happens, but well, that's what happens in theory. Well, but then, like, I'll miss like a couple days. Ah, uh, so you like you you just say screw it, just sit down and watch a bunch. Right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, joined by Glenn Schneider. Glenn, you only you joined two minutes into the show. Uh, oh. Yeah. So Close. yes. So uh, Rich told us how he's been. How have you been, Glenn? What have you been up to? Uh, not bad, really. I downloaded a pirated copy of Pokemon Go, because the actual copy's not out in Canada yet. Really? Yeah, pisses me off. I can't get it at all. I have a Microsoft Windows phone, and it's the shits with its app store. Oh, I know. I used to have a Microsoft Windows phone. It was the uh, HTC HD7, mm -hmm. and that was my first smartphone quote-unquote, and I've never gone back to a Windows operating system, and I doubt that I ever will. Oh, I wonder why. Because, <laughs> one, you go to put music on the fucking thing, and you go to download Zune. Ugh. And you're like, no, no, I'd rather get a phone where you just plug it in, drop music into a file, you know, into a folder, and uh, away you go. I had, like, a BlackBerry phone. Like last year, I like this is my first year getting a smartphone. That's that's how uh, caveman I am with telephones. But anyway, uh, and I load music onto that, and it it didn't give me any problems. So an old BlackBerry type phone is uh more advanced than a Windows phone apparently <laughs> when it comes to music. Well, there's a reason why Android and Apple are like the two best selling uh phones out there yeah and i like i said that was my first phone and thank god i dropped it into some water or pickle juice or whatever it was <laughs> because uh -oh. it made me go out and get a samsung yeah my my dad and, and my mom's boyfriend are just waiting for their phones to die because they hate them so much like they're like because like waiting i think for like, their phones to what to die they want them to go away. <laughs> like, hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Fuck's sakes. Oh, we lost Glenn. Yeah, yeah. it's weird because I could hear both. Both what? Well, yeah, I, I could hear both of you. Oh. Yeah, I could hear... Yeah, well, anyway, uh... Yeah, their phones are just, uh... The shits, and, like, I think, like, my... While me and my dad were working... Uh, my dad's a chimney sweep... And, uh, he, <clears throat> he, I think he dropped his phone. Like, he, I go, he goes, I hope it broke. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what I've been up to, um, I've been in beauty school since June. And I missed the first day of school. So I, but like, they have, they had the, the yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, no one was more pissed off about that than I was. So, uh, I just lost my train of thought. 
I go to to yesterday. I made up that first day because like they have a thing where you can make up days by coming into school on a Saturday and work dispense for the core two students because core two students work Tuesday through Saturday. Right. While me, who was in core one, Monday through Friday. So like, I'm working dispense and I'm on my feet for like five hours straight. I didn't sit down until like ten minutes till I had to get out because like I didn't want to take a break. I wanted to get this over with. Mm-hmm. And then and then as soon as like ten minutes, ten minute, I have like ten minutes left. The girl I was working with, she goes, just take your break. Just wait out the ten minutes. You haven't taken a break all day. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> it's like why don't I just leave? Like, if that's the case. Because uh, if you leave early, they, they uh, one, you get an earful, and two, they'll, like, make you have to make up an extra 15 minutes next time you do that. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they have a no tardy policy where, like, if you're one minute late, you have to go home. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm mostly there 15 minutes early. I'm, I'm getting, I'm, like having a panic attack if I'm just leaving the house by 8, because, like, school starts at 8.30. It's only 15 minutes away. I have nothing to worry about, but I just get so scared something's going to happen and make me late. Right. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, so, uh, no. what do you know? Movies. So, let, our first thing we'll jump into is uh, the movies we've watched leading up to the show. I almost just asked, have you been watching any movies? I think you just told me you watched like eight movies today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like ridiculous. Yeah, so what movies did you watch? Yes, which? Which which? What'd you um, watch? Let's see. Fourth of July, I have like... Do you know who Andy Sedaris is? No. He's a director. I think he's been dead about a while now. Mm-hmm. But he made a lot of like low-budget action movies. That would probably appear on Cinemax, like, late at night. So, like, the stereotypical Skinemax movie. Right. And I watched, like, three of his movies over the 4th of July, and that was amazing. <laughs> like, like pretty much, his, like, the rules of his movies is big explosions, big boobs, and for some reason he's really fascinated with, like, remote control cars and just remote control things. So there's always, like, a remote control something in one of his movies. It's, I don't know. They're, they're very entertaining and funny. Yeah, you notice there's a trend among directors like uh, Michael Bay with his explosions. And uh, I learned that Zack Snyder is a big fan of rape in films. So yeah. That's that's scary. Because like, I think I heard in an interview where he goes, if he directed Batman Begins, he would have put like a rape scene in it. And like Probably. I think so, someone asked him why. And he, I think he said, just because... Like, Probably. Yeah, that's like, um, hmm, lovely. Yeah, then then I watched uh, both Adventures and Babysitting. Adventures and Babysitting. Yes. Okay, so Adventures and Babysitting, the original came out, like, around 1987. Yeah. And it started, I want to say Elizabeth Shue. Could be wrong. I don't know why I'm even guessing about this. I have the information. Yeah, it starts Elizabeth Shue. But basically, the whole movie is, like, her dealing with these kids, and her friend decides to run away to the city, and things go awry from there, because she has to go pick up her friend. And it's just, like, a weird 80s movie. Alright. 
That's the best way to explain it. <laughs> so the Disney Channel, I guess, made a remake of this movie for their 100th Disney Channel movie. Hmm. And they changed it up a little, but it was actually not nearly as bad as I was expecting. So like, I watched both of them almost back-to-back just to compare and contrast. Yeah, Disney's, you know, something about Disney, they're, you know, they don't have that bad of movies. Case of yeah. putting the Marvel movies and the, the Star Wars, but, like, I'm talking, like, just your average movie. It's not too bad. Right. Like, what was that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Marvel movies I can't really get behind anymore. Uh. I, I don't know. Is it getting too big? Like, it's kind of like, it's, it's that weird thing where it's like you don't want to say it's too mainstream, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It feels like it's gotten bigger than I wanted it to be. Um, that's one way of saying it. I think it's overexposure. Ah, there you go. To where I just don't care. Right, yeah. The, uh, people were scared about this, the new Star Wars movie. Like, the new Star Wars movie hadn't come out yet. I'm already seeing, get this, at Star Wars Apples. All it is is just an apple and a net with a Star Wars tag on it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ah, so, Glenn, uh, I see you're back. Uh, we were just discussing movies we've watched. Uh, before you dropped out, what I was saying was, like, uh, my my dad and my mom's boyfriend's waiting for their phone to die. Because, like, when me and my dad were working together on a chimney, he dropped his phone, and he goes, I hope that thing broke. nice so uh what movies have you watched uh recently i had to watch the uh 2009 remake of friday the 13th i Um, haven't seen that yet really it's been out for like seven years i know i was just telling to i was talking to rich it takes me forever to watch movies like he tell, like before we started the show. He goes, "Yeah, I just watched eight movies." I go, "I can barely watch one." <laughs> um, Creature Features over at GeeksOfTheIndustry.com has the episode where Chunky Larry and myself discuss that movie. Right. Uh, maybe you should check that out. Who knows? Maybe we might convince you to watch it. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it because like I want to try to see all the Jason movies, even the bad ones. Oh, and there's a few of those. Oh, there is. Oh, no, I already know. Jason X. You know you go bad when you have to put your character in space. I I like that movie. Oh, yeah, I hear it's a lot. It's a guilty pleasure for a lot of people, but I, I do hear this often. They say the movie's garbage, but it has the greatest death scene in all of the Jason movies. The one where, like, he cryogenically freezes the girl's face and smashes it on the table. Yes. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, that everyone agrees to that. They're like, that movie sucked, but damn, that was awesome. No, I, I like that movie, even though it is in space. They do understand where Jason came from. Yeah. So throughout the movie, like you'll see a lot of like scenes that could have been in any Friday Thirteenth movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. So there's not much convincing. I love, like, monster movies, so it's like, I'd love to do it. Like, I got, like, the first four Friday the 13th on a comp disc that uh, Warner Brothers put out. Warner Brothers? I don't see how that would be possible because New Line and Paramount owned the rights to them. Oh, then it was them. Sorry, not Warner Brothers. I mixed, Who did I mix them with? Oh, they put out a, they put out a similar type with uh, Batman, the Batman movies. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then I'll, uh, who owns Freddy? New Line. Okay, then New Line does similar to what Warner Brothers does then, because like they did, they put out a Freddy thing. I don't watch the first movie. Uh, I still need to watch two through four, and then I got. Yeah, sorry for the confusion on that one. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, like I it's said, just, it's just that if I didn't correct you, you know that there'd be a listener out there somewhere yeah. saying, "No, it was this, you son of a bitch." <laughs> right? Right. They curse up a storm. Uh, like I said, it's hard. I haven't watched a movie since last episode, and I'm trying to think what I watched since last episode. Well, I didn't even watch a movie last episode. Last time I watched a movie was like, I don't know. It's, I gotta sit down and watch a movie though. Like that's a goal of mine every other week, where it's like, okay, I gotta watch a movie. I gotta watch a movie. So it's like last movie I think I watched was like V for Vendetta. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's a good film. Oh, yeah, it was, I remember, last few weeks of school, high school, my teacher throw, go, says, we're going to watch a movie for the next few days, and it was V for Vendetta. It's like, we just read the book, 1984, and her thing was, I don't want kids watching, I don't want to bring in 1984, so kids could just watch, instead of reading the book, they could watch the movie, get the answers for the test through that, so I'm just going to bring in a similar movie like V for Vendetta, and we'll watch that. Well, I remember back when I was going to school, it used to be you read the book, you did the tests, and then if there was a movie based on the book, the teacher would then let you watch it after that, right? Right. That's what that's what mine did. Yeah, that's what that's what most of mine did too, but she was different. Like I guess like if there was a movie that was hard to understand, she'd throw up the movie she throw up a movie like uh, t- uh she did that for Tale of Two Cities. She goes, I'm gonna throw up Tale of Two Cities because I know it's hard to understand because it's like the old English style where it's like like, they use words you, you never hear someone in a million years say nowadays. Yeah. yeah like, she, I want to say she did it for Macbeth. We watched the Patrick Stewart Macbeth movie. Because that was an interesting adaptation, if you ever seen that one. Not yet. It's like a PBS movie. It's like, a, they said it instead of old times. It's based in, like, World War II times, and they're in, like, a bunker. But it's the book, every single line, but in World War II time. That's crazy. And how they did it was just fantastic. You think you'd be like, oh gosh, this is gonna suck. But then, well, one, Patrick Stewart's a great actor, and two, they nailed it on the head. It's like, holy shit. So yeah, definitely seek out that. Uh, so other than that, well, t- have you guys been watching any TV shows? Wrestling. Okay. Um. Right now, the free preview of this month is the Fight Network uh, uh-huh. in Canada. So I've been watching a bit of that. And there's like a fuck ton of UFC, New Japan, Ring of Honor, TNA. That's great. Shit like, what are they showing some, for New Japan? I, I don't know. It was on the uh, schedule. It just said like New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I'm not sure if it's like straight Japanese stuff or if it's uh, American, like, you know, with the uh, English. Accent. Yeah. So I'm going to have to set the PVR to record some of that. And I'm thinking, I was thinking a few months ago of adding the Fight Network just because it's got like TNA, Ring of Honor, and other independent wrestling promotions on there as well. Right. Because, so, you know, I mean, the more wrestling you can watch, the better, if you're into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I try to watch a lot. I've been doing that with Japanese wrestling, where it's like, I want to watch as much as I can. Like, See, the thing with Japanese wrestling, like, 
I've been watching, like, I've watched some uh, deathmatch tournaments and stuff like that. Oh, boy. And I, I just can't listen to the Japanese commentary, right? Right. And uh, one thing that kind of helped with that was uh, the Insane Clown Posse brought out Stranglemania, which is bootleg Japanese deathmatches, like the uh, King of the Deathmatch tournament from 94, where the finals were Terry Funk and uh, yes, Cassius Jack. Yeah. And they just do, like, fucking fucked up commentary over top of it. <laughs> so it's like, at least, you know, even though the commentary is fucked up and shit, at least, you know... It's in English, so I'm not sitting there getting frustrated at not knowing what the hell these guys are spewing. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you can watch it on mute, Japanese wrestling, I guess, but then you're not hearing all those, like, sounds of, like, whatever being broken or, you know. Yeah, what I normally do is I, I like, turn it down and, like, edit, listen to a podcast and edit it. And then, like, while I'm watching that, because, like, We've been getting a lot better with our ums and uhs and everything, so it's like we don't really need to edit as much as that, other than like dead air and stuff like that. So it's like getting a lot easier to just sit down and watch or like play a video game while editing a show. <clears throat> but um, I, I, I completely understand what you mean. Yeah. But uh, you reminded me of a funny story. Uh, the English, when New Japan first introduced like Matt Stryker and uh, Kevin Kelly, they were the shits. And I, ref I didn't want Wrestle Kingdom this year to get ruined by their shitty commentary. So we just watched it in Japanese like we usually did. And my boyfriend was there. And my boyfriend's part Japanese. In fact, right now he's living in Japan at the moment. Nice. Um, he, we, uh, he was watching it with me. And, like, we were, we were curious. So, like, we, uh, I asked him, so what are they saying? And, like, he's, like, listening to the commentary. And then this comment made me just die. He goes, they say shit a lot. <laughs> and then like uh he's never seen this in his life so, so like he, he's just watching the spectacle play out in front of us and like he's watching like cheeseburger showed up on wrestle kingdom and like he he just he fell in love with cheeseburger and then like later in like a random match suddenly they just brought up cheeseburger and he starts and he starts laughing all i heard was cheeseburger and it's like hey look at him he goes did they bring him up again he goes yeah he starts laughing his ass off Nice, nice. Now, funny story about Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom 9 was the first one that I've watched. Mm -hmm. And right away, that made me a big fan of Nakamura. Oh, yeah, that was the same way. <clears throat> you know, like, I'd never seen the guy before, but when he came down with that fucking Statue of Liberty-esque crown and that huge fucking cape, I was like, my God, this guy's someone to watch. Oh, yeah. And the match was just incredible as well. Yeah, and now we got both him and the guy he wrestled, Kota Ibushi, in NXT. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Also, a what? I can't wait for that Balor-Nakamura match next week, or this week coming up. Well, and the Cruiserweight Classic. But anyway, yeah. uh, Rich, what TV yeah. shows have you been watching? Uh, let's see, Wrestling, Mr. Show, and uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. I Probably The Leak. Alright. Wait, The Leak? The League. The League, The League. That sounds familiar. It's, it's a show about a fantasy football team. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And oh. it's it's hilarious. I don't know. It's just very immature humor. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you think to yourself, man, I'm however old you are, and I'm laughing at a joke a 12-year-old would find hilarious. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. It's just, it's just really good, funny stuff. Um. 
they had an episode with Seth Rogen. Is that the guy that was in Superbad? Yeah, Superbad. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, the, well, there was two episodes with him, but there was one episode that was like nothing but a cartoon. <laughs> and it was great. It was just him and this one character, Ralphie. And they go to Puerto Rico to get Ralphie's dead sister's body to bring her back to the United States. <coughs> and it's just really absurd humor. A lot of drug humor throughout. A lot of weird... Well, yeah, it's Seth Rogen. Yeah, you ever good stuff, though. You ever notice in his films, it's like, uh... What is it? Like, there's always some weed joke or drug joke? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching this anime called Kill a Kill. I've been obsessed with it. It's, uh, I've explained, I explained the plot numerous times on the show. It's like, this girl needs to, wants to avenge her dad, so she transfers to the school that's ran by who she assumes is her dad's murderer, and she fight, she, it's like, it's a fighting anime, shocker, fighting an anime. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh. She, I, I left off on the episode where it's revealed that the lady that runs the school didn't kill her father, but it was somebody else. And now it just threw me as the viewer in a tizzy because it's like the char- the character that runs the school is still a big part of the show where it's like, well, what's the point of her finding her anymore? But then they give you a reason because like uh, uh, in the show, their outfits is what helps them fight. Well... Uh, the main character's outfit uh, knows how to talk, so like, uh, there's like an emotional attachment between the outfit and the main character. So, so uh, the the lady that runs the school ends up uh, stealing fragments of the main character's outfit and making it in her own. So the main character has to get every fragment of her clothing back so she can fully use the outfit, because, like, without certain fragments, the outfit's useless, or if it, or if she can use it, it could kill her, because, like, those fragments, or those fragments is what protect her from getting, like, uh, drained of blood and shit like that. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun show, of course, and, of course, with anime, they have their very, uh, lewd scenes, but it's, if you can look past that, it's actually really good. It's really addicting. Nice. Yeah, though I am curious, since season two is coming out, and normally anime likes to wrap things up in the first season, but when they announce a season two, it's like, how do you continue that story? So I'm curious how how they end this one and continue with season two when that comes out. But yeah, I, uh, the show's getting very interesting now. Uh, so do you guys read books? Not uh, as much as I'd like. Yeah, pretty much. I'm with you, Glenn. I read, like, uh... Oh, what were you saying? Oh, like, I actually have uh, Clash of the Kings just sitting here on my table in front of me. Right. Just waiting to be read. Yeah, I got uh, Mick Foley's first book in my bag. Like, still on the spot I left off. I haven't touched it in, like, two months. Then, but uh, b- books I did read was, uh... Two graphic, uh, no, actually three. Well, one is an audio book. It was uh, Daniel Bryan's book. It's nice. a really good listen. It was narrated by Bryan himself. I found it out, out of all places a Road Ranger, if you guys know what that is. No. Uh, Road Ranger is like a gas station. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, we go into the gas station, and, it, like, we're, we were on our way to Florida for vacation, and uh, we found, like, a, what was it, a truck stop town, where, like, every store has, like, knickknacks and essentials on the road, like, snacks and everything, and audiobooks. And like I'm, I'm look, I'm like spinning the rack around, and I see Daniel Bryan's book. It's the only book on the rack, so I was like, I'll grab that. And then I got to listen to it, and here I thought it'd be, it would take forever because it's four discs. But it, I when I would finish a disc, it'd be like, whoa, 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 it's, no, no, no. I take it out, put in the next disc because it's like I, I figured it'd be longer. Like the book's getting that interesting. Yeah, yeah, that that was a really short audio book. Yeah, but shit, it was a good book. It was. Oh yeah. Then uh, I read the I read two graphic novels. I read Who's Who is the Black Panther, which uh the new Captain America movie got me really into Black Panther, because prior to knowing who he was, someone described the Black Panther as a guy who guarded the Avengers base. After watching the movie, I I wanted to hit that person who told me that because that's a bunch of horseshit. It seems a lot more than just that. But, uh, yeah, yeah I read, yeah, re it was pretty much his backstory, it told his backstory, and then it told, like, current events in the story, which is funny, because, like, it talked about, like, the U.S. issues with, like, like, terrorists, and, like, I think it, I think they referenced President Bush, but I'm not sure. Like, I, 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 fo I found that mildly entertaining, because, like, Marvel's always done that, where, like, they always incorporate current times into their comics, but uh, it, it was a really good read. Like, it really made me love the Black Panther even more. And then as a bonus in the graphic novel, they had his first two appearances, which was in uh, Fantastic Four. So, so like, we, I watched, and, and, and I watched, I read him uh, just whip the Fantastic Four's ass. <laughs> nice. And then, uh, oh, and, and in, the regular, in the regular novel, they're like, when they're trying to prepare to how to fight the Black Panther... Uh, like it's like it's like a scene with the American government and the government's like uh, we've tried everything, and then and then he goes everything and it goes to a scene where Black Panther's beating the hell out of Captain America, where it's like whoa okay they have tried everything. <laughs> I guess, but fucking if they didn't try using the Hulk, well then they obviously didn't try everything. Well, they can't we, they can't do that because they don't have they don't have the Hulk under their tutelage their wing as they do cap depending on the air the hulk could have been on the moon oh i think the comic came out 08 maybe to the 2010 somewhere between there it, it's 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 got some age on it but it's still a good read uh and then i read the civil war graphic novel since the cap movie came out i wanted to read the original comic because like it's a very criticized comic. Either you love it or you hate it. It seems there's there's few and far between. I I personally loved it, and I actually shocked a few people when I said I was actually rooting for. Uh, I was on Team Tony Stark because like that was a big thing. Where it was like Team Stark, Team Rogers, and I was like, you know, I actually support Tony in this thing. Well, it's like in the movie, I wasn't sure. It's like shit. I don't know what to do. But then Captain America would have to do would have to jump through hoops just to keep just to keep uh, Bucky to lo looking looking not as uh, guilty as he already is. And it's and I, I love my friend uh, 
my co-host Donald, he goes, Cap, I know he's your friend, but fuck. <laughs> You're making this really hard. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole series, I have mixed feelings on it. Right. Because I remember getting it when it was coming out, like, for issue. And I was getting every issue of this thing. So any tie-in. And at the time, Marvel, for every book that was part of Civil War, it would be, like, the top half of the book cover would be, like, an illustration. And then the bottom half of it would be blue, red, green, whatever. And then it would just say Civil War. Uh, let's say <coughs> X-Men. It would be, like, X-Men Civil War number one. Yeah. X-Men Civil War number two. All of those side stories really did nothing for the actual story. I just wasted a crap load of money. And time reading it. Yeah, yeah, and time. And then the story itself I enjoyed for what it was. And then I realized that they just retconned the entire thing like within a year. And I was like, this is stupid. Uh, yeah, is Marvel doing another reboot too? Uh, yeah, uh, they, it's called Civil War Two. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel. Um, I heard some interesting stuff about it. I just can't think off the top of that in my head. Like, uh, but I, yeah, they're doing Civil War Two. Uh, one thing I didn't like about so the comic was like all the the fan service, which is the most random guys in for like one scene and then they're gone. Where it's like, well, what the hell was the point of having them in there? Uh, see, those, that would be explained if you would be reading all of the side issues. Right, okay, so, like, I'm, I'm looking at the back, I think in the back of the graphic novel, they're, they're showing all the rest of, like, all the other graphic novels, and, like, I thought, well, okay, maybe I could read those, and then... Don't, don't waste your time on them. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, uh, graphic, as much as I love graphic novels, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. I think I'd um, be pissed. Kick out torrents. Uh, I'm, I'm weird. I'm not a big. I, I like I like Stanley's quote about digital comics. Comics he goes, comics are like porn are are like uh, boobs. They look nice on a screen, but I'd rather hold one in my hand. Right now, I live in a small town way up in northern Canada. Okay. Um, comics are few and far between here. I buy them when I can because you know I go down south once in a while and I'll hit up a comic store and pick up like three four hundred dollars worth of graphic novels right but you got to be very selective as to what you buy right right so like maximum clonage even if it was a graphic novel i heard nothing but bad things about it so i just downloaded that one to read it civil war if there's like seven eight comics like graphic novels for it i'm not gonna buy eight of them i'm gonna you know just download it and read it right right so it's like, yeah, you bought the the main one, but maybe download all the other ones because that way you're not wasting money on, as Rich would say, a shit story that doesn't really need to be there. Right. Right. And, and on top of that, if you do like it, buy it. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I, so. yeah, I completely understand what you, how, what you, where you're coming from. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so. You guys, are you guys into uh, watching videos on YouTube and stuff, like internet series, web shows? No. No? I do, sort of. I've been watching, like, weird movie collectors. Just these guys going to stores and seeing what they buy, and they're like, that 
reviewing movies. Okay. I've been watching a lot of videos like that. And then I usually watch the Game Chasers, but for them, I'll let a whole bunch of videos build up. Uh, and then I'll just binge watch it. Yeah, I love doing that. Uh, I started from episode one through recent episodes. I started watching NES Punk. And the Angry Video Game Nerd. Which, uh, both of them, they're, like, retro game reviewers. Right. And, like, they, it's, like, there's, like, like, a whole series about, there's, like, they made a whole series out of them. Yeah, now with Pat the NES Punk, I actually have his DVDs. Yeah, I thought about getting them, but then when I watched the <laughs> volumes on YouTube, they seem really short. And I don't know if I want to own them on DVD. But while with, like, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, he's got some episodes missing. So I'm curious if he's got those episodes on his Blu-ray. Or, like, his Blu-ray is, like, episode 1 through 100. That, and, like, he's got all this bonus content on his. Well, it's like, I'm not sure about Pat's... Pat's DVDs? Does he? Uh, Pat, he has bonus stuff. Oh, okay. All right, then that's a maybe. I finished NES Pat's videos. Like, I was able to just binge-watch all of them. They were really easy watches for some reason. While it's, like, Angry Video Game Nerd's got, like hundreds of episodes so it's like i'm trying to get in i'm trying to finish all of them but like it, it doesn't help that i pretty much watch <clears throat> a good majority of them well because it's like for some reason i just randomly watch them out of order instead of starting from episode one well the thing is with the anchor video game nerd i've watched a bunch of those and i've got a few downloaded as well um you can basically jump in at any point right and watch right them yeah you're right well, because it's, it's not like it's, like, one long adventure. Right. It's just straight, you know, okay, I'm going to talk about Double Dragon 3. And it's like, right on. So you watch that one. And then when you get to, like, the Friday the 13th one, it's like, oh, next one's going to be Nightmare on Elm Street. So then you might want to watch that one next, but you don't have to. Right. That While, well, like, with Pat, the NES Punk, he has, like, a whole little storyline amongst his series. Jesus. Yeah, it, it like he does the review and then he'll get back into the series. Like it's video starts with the series with the video starts with the storyline, then it some somehow some way intertwines into the video game review, then it gets back into the storyline. Yes. Yeah, and I, I it, it's a, it's it flows really well, so that probably explains why his was a lot easier to digest. That and he's also reviewing good games. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, because I think, like, last Angry Video Game Nerd I watched him review was, uh, I, it was either Silver Surfer or Die Hard, which the Die Hard, with the Die Hard cover, even though that was years before the 9-11 stuff, when they came out with that cover, that cover really disturbs me. I, not to the point where it's like, I'm depressed, and like, I, I'm jokingly, it's like, Okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's scary. Now, now what's weird is like, um, have you ever seen the show The Lone Gunman? No. No. It is a spinoff of X Files. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of that. And the very first episode of that show, they were stopping terrorists from flying into the World Trade Center. Oh. Needless so, to say, that show was canceled because within a month, two months later, 
it was a different world. Yeah. It was just, wow. like, a completely different world. You ever seen, like, The Simpsons, those videos on The Simpsons where it's like they predict the future a bunch of times? Yeah. I always come across the titles, but it's like, one of these days I'm just going to sit down and watch a bunch of those videos to just be wowed. Uh, so, like, uh, so were you able to get your friend to be added in? I'm trying to get him in. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what music and podcasts have you guys been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to Creature Features, Mega Powers Radio, and, uh, talking about on geeksoftheindustry.com. I've been slacking a little bit <laughs> when it comes to on the network. Right. I, I have to take this time to apologize to Rich. Oh, it's not too big of a deal. We're actually making it a little easier for you to catch up if you wanted to. Uh, we are on an every other week rotation right now. That's from summer. That's how I do my shows, where it's like every other week instead of every week because it's stressful. Cause it's like shit. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, uh, deep inside, Rich is saying, "Glenn, you son of a bitch." <laughs> but no, it's, nah. Let's see. Uh, I, I know, I know. Rich, I know, I'm messing around, it's all good. Rich puts a lot of time and effort into those shows. Um, I don't I've have also Evan. been listening to the first two episodes of this podcast called The Button Abusers. Yeah. Maybe you guys have heard of it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear stuff about it. Yeah, Rich, yeah <laughs> Rich, I was telling Rich about it. It's a, it's an awesome show, I love the concept. Yeah, it stars uh, these two guys. One of them is named uh, Matt, and the other one is a guy named Richard. Um, the second episode, they covered the Virtual Boy, and that's an interesting uh, console because I think they said it only had like 19 games altogether. Uh, yeah, 14 of them like were released in North America, which. Yeah, when I was listening to your show. I remember think because uh, like I listen to, like CU podcasts and like like when they talk about retro stuff and then I you I think I listened to one episode of when Evan and Bernard did Cart Glitch. Uh oh, we lost somebody. Uh, I'm here. Uh, Glenn. Yeah, it's Glenn. Shit. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, what was it? I I was it Evan and Bernard that did uh Cart Glitch. Uh, yes. Yeah, I listened to one episode of theirs, and I actually, I, I, I was, I thoroughly enjoyed that, but then, like, for some reason, I didn't listen again, and I regret it now, because I don't, I don't even think they do the show anymore. Uh, no, they don't. Ah, fuck. Uh, because, like, I, I find that entertaining, but then, yeah, but then I, I listen to you guys, and, like, I'm, when we, you guys are saying, we're, like, going, going through the show by, like, going through, like, what was it, like, a magazine? I was, right. Yeah, at first I was like, hmm, okay, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm, you guys get more and more into it. It's like, shit, this is actually an entertaining listen. <laughs> yeah, the concept is really weird. Yeah? Because, as I was telling you earlier, I really don't like keeping up with, like, video game news. Right. Just because it's so, it's so kind of, to me, just, it's, it's very nonsense. Because they'll say, oh, yeah, this is going to come out this date, but it might not. Yeah, you know, so, like, with Button Abusers, what I did, like, I was able to find uh, this site called archive.org. Yes. And they have a crap load of old game pros and other old game magazines. 
So that was pretty much our concept of it, was we're going to go through this, and we're going to talk about that, because also by us doing that, there's going to be a lot more games being covered that we would not normally talk about. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's a game that you might have forgotten, but you might have played, or it's a game that you might never have heard of, but it looks really cool. Right, yeah, I want to get, like, the old Nintendo Powers first, because, like, I remember, oh, uh, Evan Hill has joined the call. What's up, Evan? Hey, guys. Hey, man. Uh, Glenn had it, Glenn dropped his internet, went, uh, wonky. Uh oh, there's that. There's Glenn. I'm sorry. It, oh, it's all it's all good, man. I, I understand. Look, for some reason, when I had uh, what was it, Frontier Internet, I I had to go out go without internet for like a month because of how shitty it got. It was like after we installed a smart TV. Yeah. And then the internet just plummeted. So like we had a couple, we had to switch to like Comcast. But anyway, uh. It wasn't all that cable porn you're downloading. Maybe. <laughs> you watch any internet shows, like videos on YouTube? Game Chasers. Nice. Uh, Game Sack. I just started watching them today, ironically. Um, Prospectors, because I can only watch that online. Right. Uh, I think that's about it. Wait a minute, is this the Evan Hill? Yes. It's just me. Just Evan Hill, not the. Just call me Evan. Yeah. Is this the Evan Hill that has a fan club? No, you can just call me Evan. That fucking works for me. Oh my <laughs> god, Evan. It's such an honor to be talking to you right now. Man. Just call me Evan. Just don't be a dickhead. <laughs> I was just fucking with you, man. How's it going? I'm telling you to fuck off. Obviously, that's how I am. Me, I'm alright, man. You? Not bad, not bad. I, uh... Just got Pokemon Gold a few days ago, which finally completed my Pokemon collection until November. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that red? Is that butters? Uh, not much. Uh, I was telling uh, the guys how like I, I started beauty school and I had to make up the first day because I make I missed the first day, and my feet were killing me. I gotta get used to that, of course. If I'm gonna work in a salon, I'm gonna be standing all day. Oh, wait, I thought you said you missed makeup, like the first class, the first makeup class or some shit like that. Dude, like I had to make up my first day of school because I, I missed the first day of school. It was like, I, I, I think I overslept and I was telling Rich, I, no one was more pissed off about that than I was. But, uh... You, you paid for that, though. They're not going to say shit. They're just going to not pass you. Fuck around. Right. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Well, I, and I just made it up yesterday, and now I like my conscience is more clear. But uh, so yeah, uh, we uh, or covering mu. Oh, my mistake. We were covering music and podcasts we listened to, and Glenn. What do you listen to any music, Glenn? Oh, jeez, not a lot. Like lately, it's just whenever I'm in the car, I'll put on a a CD, or else I'll listen to CBC Radio, which is a talk station basically yeah so that's all i really listen to i don't really listen to much music when i'm at home because i'm usually playing video games or watching tv or spending time with the wife and kids awesome uh evan do you listen to any music and podcasts i listen to 
I was just listening to Wrestling Soup. They're on right now. Um, I listen to fucking lots of music, man. Like, too much. Like, I listen to music all like I'm always finding new shit, too, of, like, older artists that I like. Awesome. I, I like a lot of rap. I like a lot of fucking... I listen to fucking... I listen to Enya, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dude, Enya is badass. Fucking right. I listen to black metal. I listen to death metal. I listen to fucking pop. I listen to everything except for country. Fuck that shit. That seems to me everybody. I listen to everything but country. Screw that. And, and Christian music. I don't listen to that shit either. No Christian rock bands? No. <laughs> Not even Creed? <laughs> no. no Creed. No Amy Grant. No skillet. Well, I'll have to admit I do listen to some Amy Grant. Baby, baby, your heart is full of emotion. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rich, do you listen to any music or podcasts? Yeah, I've, I've recently just uh, became a Patreon donor to Wrestling Soup, so I'll, I've been listening to more Wrestling Soup than anyone should ever admit to and or listen to. Just all of their old episodes. There's no of. such thing as way too much. You ever listen to any of the backstage shit? I'm getting there. Um, right now, like in 2010, between between 2010 and 2012. Mitch just posted the shitty dildo fucking video. Nice. Yeah. On backstage pass. <laughs> yeah, and then and then music wise, it ranges between bands like Between the Bear and Me. Which is just amazing prog metal, or for some reason, typo negative has found its way into my rotation, along with like you know, Cannibal Corpse and High on Fire. Well, for me, I've been listening a lot to uh, the Rant EM radio network shows like Turnbuckle Throwbacks and uh, The Rant, uh, What Are You Reading comic book show. Then to get ready for this show. Been a while since I listened to the Geeks of the Industry Network. So like, what I did was like, I listened to both the Butt Abusers and I listened to Glenn's latest show with Chunky talking about comic book movies. Which I, which I have to say, both you guys did a great did great shows. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And then, uh, music wise, as of late, I've been obsessing over classic music. Our last uh, our last episode, which I just uploaded part one today. Uh, our last episode of Neurotaku, we discussed Queen and for a main topic, and I've just been obsessing over Queen. And it, 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 it's actually making me sort of sad, because I know someone like Freddie Mercury isn't around anymore. And, like, see, I, I got to see, I watched, like, one of his last videos, and, like, he just looked horrible. But, like, you could still, you could still tell that the fire was still there, and, the, and his, his humor was still there, and his love for music was still there. So, like, if that was a redeeming quality. Uh, I've been listening to Dio, which I love. I love uh, Dio. Uh, Black Sabbath. I love that song. It was in, uh, I, I first heard it when I was, like, four, when I was watching Spongebob. It was that Sweet Victory song. Hold on. Can you repeat that? Sweet Victory. No. In the part. What, uh, what part? Spongebob? Yes. Oh. I was, like, four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're old man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love oh, I love wowing people when like um 
they're like, how old are you? I'm 18. And you I know... Don't know. Uh, I, well, I'm talking like people in general. Like, uh, You're only 18? Yeah. You're doing your own podcast. Yeah, I've been doing it since I was 15. Jesus. Yeah. Is it the show, the show pod? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um... We just did, uh, what was our last shelf pod? Ah, uh, fuck. Let me look at the notes. Uh, we talked about the world's greatest tag team in WWE. Our next show is about the NWA title in TNA. And then I'm excited to do Gary Albright in UWFI. That's going to be fun. But yeah, like, people are like, wow, you're wow, you're so young and you're so into, like, the old stuff. And you know about all this old stuff. Like, I love watching every now and then Broadway's where it's, like, flair for the NWA belt. Like, uh. I have, I like, I adore my Mid South DVD, where it's got like J- JYD kicking ass and uh, Ric Flair versus, uh, he would come in to take on like, well, what's it, Red Rooster, uh, uh, Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, yeah. <laughs> like I remember it's like, oh shit, it's Terry Taylor, and then I'm like, holy shit, this is a good match, <laughs> and it went 60 minutes, and then I didn't expect it to go 60 minutes, but like I was like, shit, how, what time is it? And all of a sudden, it's over, and they're they're on contract. They've met the 60-minute time limit. I'm like, I've been sitting here watching a Terry Taylor match for 60 minutes. <laughs> See, I've heard a lot about those, like, you know, one-hour-long Broadways that players done. And when you watch matches like that from back in the day, there's, like, a lot of fucking rest holds that go on for, like, five minutes at a time. Oh, yeah, they bullshit. And then they do, like, one big move, like, you know, Steamboat coming off the top with, like, an elbow drop or some shit, you know? And then it's back into another headlock for another three, four minutes, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, a a one-hour Broadway isn't that hard to do if that's the way you're going to do it, right? Right. Uh, Well, like, you can, like, like, I remember I watched Bachwinkle versus Henning for the NWA belt, and, like, I pretty much, while I was wa- I was watching it for a show pod, like while I was watching it, I'm like diddling on my phone during like a headlock, like I'm diddling on it for like a few seconds. I'm back, and for some it just made it easier to watch for some reason because it's like, shit, okay, headlock, <laughs> but that's how they did it back then. It, w- it was more about the holds and more nowadays it's more about. By the way, like let's uh get back to what we were talking about. Uh, at classic rock I've been into, yeah. Yeah. So so you were talking about Queen. Yeah. Did did you ever listen to any of the Queen with Paul Rogers or the random stuff that George Michael did? Did you ever get to hear Freddie Mercury when he was alive? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, wait. What do you mean? Like, as in, like, see his like live performances? I hear in a song when he was alive. No, he died in like 1991. I was born in 1998. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I, I watched him, a live performance they, they did at Wembley, and he was doing We Are the Champions, and just, I was blown away. My favorite Queen song is uh, Innuendo. That is a badass song. My favorite Queen album is It's a Type of Magic. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's the Highlander movie soundtrack. Hell yeah. What do you guys think of the Flash Gordon soundtrack with Queen? That's amazing. Yeah. It is. I, but, uh, I love whatever. It still doesn't beat Princes of the Universe. No, Highland, the Infinite Magic Trumps fucking Flash word. Yeah, every time I say, like, the superhero Flash, I I always hear my friend, my co-host Donald go, go, ah, every time I say Flash. <laughs> 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 but 
But anyway, uh, what were you saying, Rich, about Queen? Oh, yeah, so have you heard, like, the George Michael stuff after Freddie Mercury passed away? No, I'm kind of afraid to. Don't be. Oh, it's good? If there's one person that could actually do it justice, it's George Michael. Is it true at some at some concerts, Queen will have, like, a big screen and Freddie Mercury's on the screen singing? Yeah. Ooh, I'll have to look that up. That sounds, that's it's a, cheesy. Oh, it's cheesy. Oh yeah, of course it's cheesy. <laughs> like it's it's bad cheesy. Yeah, I remember hearing like uh, I, I'm big into the gorillas. I remember hearing like they had like some CGI performances, and I watched those. And at first I wasn't liking them. Then like after a few times of watching them again, it's like you know what? This is actually kind of cool. <laughs> they they should just Tupac the shit out of them. Just, they should know, have a hologram. Yeah, that, here's the thing though. That's expensive because like uh, I remember learning so, about so the gorillas and like they wanted to do a CGI tour, whereas like the whole tour was just the CGI characters instead of uh, instead of the just the singer and random people, random local people. Um, but like they couldn't do it because it was so expensive to do a whole tour with just CGI. So like they only did it like twice, or, like three times on like award shows. Huh. Yeah, it's very expensive. So it's like I, I I try not to be too bad on like CGI performances because I know how expensive they are. Yeah, and like the company that did the Tupac thing, if I'm right, they went out of business. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be doing that too much. Yeah. So, uh, here, here, here's the million dollar question you guys want to hear. What video games have you been playing? Alright, I have to go for a piss. Alright. <laughs> I love that game. Be right back. I have to go for a piss. What video games have I been playing? Yeah. Today? Uh, a any. Uh, what like recently? Well, my uh, my girlfriend Sarah was here and she like dumped out all my games and then she banned them and organized them. So today I started playing Super Metroid again. And nice. I was playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors with my two year old niece <laughs> and uh, Turtles in Time. Nice. Those are the three games I've been playing today. Holy shit! It's like we got Rich watching eight movies, and we got you playing three, or playing three video games, and then there's me where it's like, I want to play a video game, but what to play? And then I don't end up playing anything. <laughs> and then it's like I want to watch a movie, but what to watch? And I don't end up watching anything. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm bad at that. I gotta work on that. But uh, uh, Rich, any games you've been playing recently? Decap Attack. Ooh, what's that? It is a game on the Sega Genesis. Ah. It is perhaps one of the worst platformers ever. <laughs> good game. Oh, really? <clears throat> and, and the reason why I say it's like one of the worst platformers ever is because the platforms that you're trying to jump on, you can't see because it's camouflaged in with a wall. Oh. So it's just, <laughs> it's just really awkward. But the game itself has a lot of great concepts to it. All right, yeah. so so you look past that shitty thing and you look at right. the, the big picture of it. Right, I was watching a YouTube video on it, like someone playing the game. What and is the rich sir? De decap attack. Decap attack? Yeah. Is it, who made? Is that like an electronic art game? 
Uh, I'm not sure. The box is way over there. <laughs> it, it is on the Sega Genesis collection on the PS3 360. Holy if shit, I, I think I have that. I might actually have that. Yeah, I think I have that too. Like, I remember my mom for Christmas got me a Sega Genesis collection. The PS3. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I might, I might have that. Yeah, it's... That collection is amazing. Yeah. That's where I found out about this game. And then, for some reason, I was like, I need this. And I found a complete in-box copy of it at a store. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. My brother got that shitty Dollar General Toys R Us Sega Genesis thing with the built-in games. Mm-hmm. And I, I bought Mortal Kombat 2 for... So like I, I got for I have a Super Nintendo and I get these uh, retro port cartridges and I got one I got a Sega Genesis one where I can play Sega Genesis games on my Super Nintendo so I got a uh, Mortal Kombat two and my brother's like why did you get Mortal Kombat two it's on my Sega Genesis I go I because I want the actual thing <laughs> that it's like that it's like the 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 infrared wireless Sega Genesis controllers on his Sega Genesis are the shits. Oh, yeah. You have to be right up on that TV with your eyeballs just, like, pinned to the screen in order to play it. That's how close you got to be. It's like, I'm not, screw that noise. I'm just going to play it. I'm just going to get it. Get, it was, like, <laughs> five bucks, so, I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah. Any other video games you've been playing, Rich? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there have been, but I haven't really played too many games lately. All right. Uh, oh, I don't pay more. Yeah. Games. I'm playing like 10 right now. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm playing Newtopia on TurboGrafx-16. I want that so bad. A TurboGrafx. Do you? I yeah. Yeah, I'd love to get one. I have three of them. Fuck! Why do you have three? <laughs> because... And here's my theory on Evan and his multiple systems. It's because you don't come across them very often, and when you do, you're like, fuck it, I need it, just in case one breaks down, and you're not inclined to be able to fix them. Yeah. Or, or like me, I had two Genesis, actually a few Genesis, and then one of my friends on Facebook who lives up in Yellowknife said that she had a Genesis, but it broke. So I was like, okay, well, fucking, I've got like three of them. I'll give you one, right? There you so go. Yeah. That's basically my like my thoughts on why Evan has so many different systems and nope. so many of the same system is one in case they break and two in case one of his buddies need one. Fuck my buddies. Hell no. My buddies. <laughs> you know why I have so many? It's because I buy game launch and they're like, you have to take the system. And I'm like, yeah. why? They're like, you have to take it. I don't want it. Oh, okay. Take all my fucking games to take the system. Where people are like, hey, you collect? Yeah, here's a free Sega. I have fucking seven Sega Genesis. Nice. Uh, are, are they like, are they like all the versions? Are they like all different versions? Because I know there's like three. Four. Four. Okay, four. And then there's Gosh, a... Sh- actually, if you call, if you, if you, uh, what is that? Blades are interactive. That had a fucking Sega Genesis port that you could plug into that too. Uh, okay, so. And are you including the Nomad in that? No. Okay. I'm clo- I'm including the Gen One, Gen Two, the Three, 
the CDX and the Laser Interactive. Do you have the CDI? Or uh, 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 Sega CD? I have three of them. Damn. I was thinking... I have, I have version one and two of the version two. When Rich said, uh, or, or Glenn said, like, in case one breaks down, um, I thought of Angry Video Game Nerd because, like, he bought three CDIs because the first two he bought didn't work. Because, like, he bought one, he buys one, doesn't work. He buys the other one, doesn't work. Finally, yeah. he gets it. He gets so a I third remember. one. Huh? Yeah, I remember that. That was, like, four or five years ago. Right. I am for fucking 50, 60 bucks off. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Glenn, you've been playing any video games? Oh, every day. Um, I've been playing Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Um, nice. Pokemon Red, Blue, Gold, and Silver. I'm trying to beat them so that my son David and I can battle each other on Pokemon Stadium 2 for the N64. Oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah. Um, a bit of WWE 2K16. All right. And NHL 15 for the PlayStation 4. Nice. Yeah, uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta get back into my 3DS because I got some Pokemon games I need to finish. And then oh, which ones? I got, I my my boyfriend got it for me. Uh, I I call my boyfriend Shinx. That way I don't have to keep constantly my boyfriend. My boyfriend. Anyway, um, Shinx got me. Uh, he got me a 3DS as a graduation gift. When I graduated high school, it's pink and covered in cat stickers, <laughs> but I love it. But anyway, um, I got Pokemon Black, Mystery Dungeon, Explores of Sky, and uh, oh, what's the other Pokemon game I got? Oh, uh, Ro uh Pokemon Ranger. I almost said Pokemon Road Ranger. <laughs> Pokemon Ranger, yeah, the first one, and I gotta finish those. But uh, I gotta get back into those. Uh, I gotta get back into Tales of Zestria, which I love. This my mom. It's it's a RPG game, and my mom. This is my excuse for my mom paying sixty bucks for it for for a Christmas gift. She goes, "Well, I saw it was anime, so I bought it for you." Nice. Th thanks, mom. <laughs> you ever no. had a, you ever had a parent do that? Well, I I know you like this. So I just got you this, and it's like some random shit that you never knew existed. <laughs> When I was 15 years old for Easter, my parents got me a VHS copy of Scarface. Nice. That was a gift that was like, hey, here's something you might like instead of chocolate and shit. Here's Scarface on VHS. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying Tales of Zestria so far. It's an interesting story. Uh, but for time <laughs> time constraints, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. But uh, uh, You don't like the movie Scarface, Butters? No, I've never seen it. I want to see it. Never seen it. There's a lot of movies I've never seen, man. I've never seen Back to the Future, and that kills me. Oh my Christ. Yeah. Can we just turn this into the podcast movies you need to fucking watch now? <laughs> Have you at least seen the Ghostbusters series? No. Holy fuck. Really? Okay, okay, so real quick, we're missing Scarface, <laughs> Back to the Future. I'm just going to assume 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, all of them. And... You've never seen Ghostbusters? No. Have you seen Gremlins? I've seen Gremlins 2. Oh, my head hurts so bad right <laughs> So you jumped above Gremlins 1 and you just went straight to Gremlins 2? I was with the Goonies. I've seen the Goonies. I love the Goonies. Okay, thank 
feel like there's a bit of something to like, you know, redeem yourself. But have you seen the Dark Crystal or the Labyrinth? I've never heard of those. Have you seen Friday? I've never heard of that. Next Friday? I've never <laughs> heard of that either. I've heard of Freaky Friday. Right, uh, my advice is soon after this podcast. Uh oh. He's going to say soon after this podcast. Yeah. You need to right. probably start watching all these movies. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, watch the movies. That's like the game. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, we lost Corey. You invited me on your show, dude. You should have expected. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but games I've been playing, um... It's like playing. It's Games I've been playing, uh... I've got WWE Crush Hour. It was that shitty racing game they put out. Or, or it's like, it's like a Demolition Derby game. And, you know, the concept is terrible. But, I think they could have made it better... If they could have had, like, the cars have different abilities and, and ways of fighting each other. Fighters? Yeah. I'm going to talk to you as your old friend here. Yeah. You need to tell me what systems you have. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what games you can get for cheap that are fucking amazing. Yeah, they're probably better than Crush Hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but... Uh, but, but, but I, I for some reason I compare that game to uh, Crash Crash Tag Team Racing, which I love that game so much, and and like for some reason uh, and like but I, I was like telling this to uh, Donald I was like man imagine if they had this this and this this would make the game so much better, but they don't. But anyway, uh yeah for systems I've got a PS3. Uh, an NES Retroport that lets me play it on my Super Nintendo. A Sega Genesis Retroport lets me play it on my Super Nintendo. And of course I got the Super Nintendo. No, I, for, for real, I've been just playing it on a toaster. But anyway, uh, yeah, yes, I, I have a Super Nintendo. I have a PS2. And I have an N64. That's cool. Yes. I'm not even, you don't even have enough time on the show for me to start listening shit. Right, and there's not even enough time on the show for me to uh, not to say all the movies I've never seen that I should see. But hey, well, let's keep this up. I like this conversation. We need to hear more movies that you haven't seen that you need to see. Right? You know what I mean, Rich? You know what I mean, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Need him to, like, we need to broaden this motherfucker's horizon. Oh, I want to. I'm I'm totally up for it. I just gotta sit down. We're and not watch gonna it. like. We're not gonna suggest like complete shit films, right? Right. I know. Like things you. Right, because I could also do that. I could also tell you just the oh, shit. Did you watch Boobar yet? Uh, actually, I started it today. Isn't it amazing? It's not bad so far. It's fucking a Canadian called classic. Glenn's. I yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I have seen it. And he's seen Boobar too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Those might be a little bit too much for you at this present point of time. They're better. Um, you know what? If he's going to start watching Canadian classic movies, he should start with Strange Brew. Yes. He should start with Scanners. That might have been made in Canada, but it's not like, you know, Canadiana with the whole, you know, Pretty take off, you hoser, and A's. <laughs> All that other good shit, right? But that shit good. Different I don't know. Strange Brew is really good. I enjoyed it. 
I'm sorry. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. My opinion on Strange Brew. Uh, continuing the games. Uh, I play. I've been playing Limbo, which very very difficult game. I keep dying and keep constantly after looking up walkthroughs because I'm a dumbass. Because <laughs> like it requires thinking to survive. You gotta think on. You gotta like look around your surroundings. You gotta figure out. Okay, what do I have to do to survive? And I constantly screw up and get killed. So it's like, I gotta, there's those times where it's like, I just throw my hands up in the air and say, screw it, I gotta look up how to get how to get through this because it's gonna eat at me if I don't beat this game. Uh, so I, I, I don't look at a whole walkthrough, it's just the walkthrough on that part so I can continue. And then as soon, as, soon as, I, as soon as the guy shows me how to get through that part, X out the window, continue the game. It's a, it's very, it's if you ever heard, if you ever heard of it, it's like, it's hard to describe. It's like, it's an indie game. It's one of the like, it's one of the most pop. It's what, it's a, bleh. when the indie game scene started getting popular, it was one of those first games along with like Slender and all that. Um, Have you seen Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy eight? I seen the remake. Yeah, the one with uh, the Disturbed song. Oh, oh I'm Disturbed. <laughs> oh, so you were talking about Tales of Zestiria. Yeah. Have you played any of the other Tales games? I didn't know there was other Tales games. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a series. It's sort of like Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, I, I definitely see that. That uh. Where each game doesn't necessarily reflect upon the next one. Oh yay! <laughs> okay. So, so instead of the Tales games going like in chronological order, such as Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 2, 3, 4, 15. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't yeah. do that. So instead, the Tales games are like Tales of Grace, uh, Tales of Zillia. There was a, a sequel to Tales of Zillia called Tales of Zillia 2. Oh, I have that. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because like. That was actually the precursor to Tales of Zestiria. Okay, because I have it, and I thought it was Tales of Zestria 2. But I read I read it again, I was like, wait a minute, I, that's not how you say Z that it's this it's a different title. Yeah, it's like a purple box. Yeah, okay, yeah. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all they're all in the same series, but they're different games. Ah, okay. But yeah, I definitely suggest Tales of Zillia. Yeah. That, that was a really fun game. Alright guys, so uh, we're done with those, uh, what we've been playing, watching, all that. Now we're going to jump into the news before we get into our break. So, we're going to go through TV. Attack on Titan has announced they will be having a Season 2. It was released by Tokyo International Forum during an, an Attack Festival live reading event. And Season 2 is said to air in spring of 2017. Are you guys into anime at all? Do you have, like, do you want, have you ever seen... Uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Well, what I'm do you still th trying to get the Attack on Titan to live action. Yeah. Uh, Evan, I think you might want to pass. <laughs> is, it, is it? Does it make the first one shit look good? So good or what? Uh. Well, uh, my uh, Shanks's last Japan visit, he said he went to, he saw it, and he said it was the shits. Did he like the first one though? Oh uh, wait a minute, the first one. So is it is, it, is the sequel come out recently? Yeah, like 
your color silver. Oh, that one. Um, the yeah. live action one. Yeah, he said it was terrible. But I don't know about the first one. I didn't know there were two. I only know about one uh, of them. No, that was part two. Like, it was a continuing story. Like, it was a live action anime. It was awesome. Oh, I'm talking about, like, the movie. Yeah, me too. I like, I really like <gasps> the first oh. Attack of Titan movie. Oh, so okay. So the second one's not good? I don't know. I'm confused now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, have you, so you enjoy Attack on Titan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the video game looks amazing, too. Have you seen that? I think I've seen pictures. Uh, have you, by any chance, I'm trying to remember the damn question I was about to ask. You asked me if I watched any anime. No, uh, no, no, not that, not that. Uh, it was a different question. I can't think of it. My brain is everywhere. Yes, I, I used to watch a lot of anime. Oh, okay. Like, like Tomb of Dracula. There was Dracula Sovereign, of the <coughs> and it was like uh, anime, but it was based on the Marvel comics Tomb of Dracula. You just remind me what I was about to ask. Did you see any of the Marvel Attack on Titans, or is like Spider Man fate uh, fighting Titans? No. Oh, I don't know. That sounds very interesting. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but I also watched, like, Ninja Scrolls, the best anime ever made of all time. The first Ninja Scroll movie. I'm sure Richard and Glenn would probably agree with me. I've never seen it, sorry. You've never seen Ninja Scroll? No. Rich? Put that on the top of your list, dude. Yeah, I've what? seen that years ago, okay. back on VHS. Isn't that, wasn't that, like, the most amazing fucking manga ever? I think so. I, I'm trying to think of when I saw it, and I was probably really intoxicated. Rich is, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> no, no, I did. Oh, okay. No, and they came up with a series, like, in the last ten years of that movie, too. It was made in, like, 1994. Like, yeah, I remember my friend came over one day with just, like, six VHS movies of, like, anime. And we all watched them. Well, the issue is, is we were also uh, drinking <laughs> heavily. Heavily. So you weren't smoking weed. I may or may not have. Oh, I forgot. This is a political fucking podcast. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, that's all, dude. You can go crazy. I mean, you could you could strip naked, run down the town town hall. I could, I could care less. I'm not. Uh-huh. How you do that on a podcast, I don't know, but if you want to do it, you can do it. I don't want to get excited. Video podcast. <laughs> so, uh, we got some Marvel news. Uh, Daredevil is coming to Blu-ray and DVD. Netflix and Marvel shows Daredevil Season 1 will be released on Blu-ray and DVD. DVD and Blu-ray is available for pre-order and will release on October 3rd, 2016. Have any of you seen the Daredevil show on Netflix? Season one, yes. Yes, I got. I still gotta watch it, but I, I remember seeing a bit of it. My brother, my brother, he. I'm sure he's probably seen more sh- TV shows than I have. Uh, when it comes to like Netflix, whatever's on Netflix, he uh, he was watching it, and I definitely need to sit down and watch it. Spoiler alert: Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Holy shit! He's also blind. <laughs> oh my gosh! And apparently he's a man without fear. <laughs> oh, there you go. And another spoiler alert, stay away from season two. Oh, is it bad? 
Yeah, I did not like it. Oh, no. Because I got... Didn't they introduce Punisher in that? And he's supposed to be getting a spinoff? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen season two yet. I've got it downloaded, but I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen Daredevil, Evan? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, Marvel is rebooting the Iron Man character. Uh, Marvel announced a relaunch of the Invincible Iron Man series, and the Iron Man character is no longer Tony Stark, but 15-year-old Riri Williams, who built her suit in a dorm room. The reboot's said to come out this fall. Um, there's so much backlash from what I've seen oh, about yeah. Iron Man now being a woman. Um, <clears throat> I think it would have been safer for Marvel to introduce her into the Iron Man universe with her own suit that she made herself, but keep Tony Stark as Iron Man. Or maybe do a storyline where, like, I don't know, he's, I, 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 it's hard, uh, yeah, sorry. Maybe do a storyline where he steps down as Iron Man? I don't know. Like, well, how you could save that, but like... Like a Batman Beyond. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, whenever Marvel does, like, different people, like, has, whenever anything has, like, a different role, people have backlash. Like, I remember hearing that, uh, there was talks about possibly making the new, the, whenever the new James Bond comes out, there talks that they might hire a black actor. And there's people shitting on that because they're like, but he's white. And then, of course, they get all defensive. Well, I'm, well, of course, there are those people. They're like, I'm not racist, but he's white. I would, yeah, say, but... the, I would say the same thing if a guy was black and all of a sudden they turn him white. But then this is my comeback. What about Nick Fury? And then everyone just disregards that. They're like, well, that's different. No, it's not different. Nick Fury was white. <laughs> it is different. Yeah. Well, is hold it? Hold on. I believe, yes. though, that in the James Bond series, they've explained that James Bond isn't a person, but more or less, a, you know, like, they Conan? just say, okay, you're a spy, you're now 007, you're now known as James Bond, when originally his name might have been, like, John Smith or whatever, right? Or uh... It's a designation, not really one character, that's why... That's how they explained, like, you know, there's been 73 different people to play James Bond. Oh, and, yeah, okay. they've all been white up to a certain point, but. Now, Rich, why is it why is it different than Nick Fury, about Nick Fury? So, Nick Fury, as the black character that we know and love as Samuel Jackson. Yes. Was created for the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Which was a completely separate universe from the main Marvel Universe. So they were able to get away with that. That's also how they were able to get away with like Miles as Spider-Man, because it was the Ultimate Universe. It wasn't the main universe. All right. Yeah. So then, whenever they made the movies, they were like, "Well, we already drew Nick Fury as Samuel Jackson. We better try to get this guy to be in our movie." Okay. All right, yeah, okay, I'll see. I, I, I can see that. What, so so if they would do, like, an Ultimate Universe-type thing with the other Iron Man or Iron Woman or whatever they're going to call it, if they would do that, then it would work. Right. Yeah, uh, what was it? Like, and then I also hear people complain about Steve Rogers, or not Steve Rogers, uh, Falcon becoming the new Captain America, and then, like, there's a new girl that's Thor. 
And it's like, you know what? If the story is interesting, they could be fucking green with a rainbow shooting out of their ass, as long as I like the story. I, see, I, this, is, this is something that Marvel's been doing for the past five years. This is nothing new! Exactly! And it's one of the reasons why I quit reading the comics. Right. Was because Marvel is taking anything that they have that people would be interested in, mm-hmm. and they're just throwing it away. It, and they're throwing it away either just because they feel like they put themselves in the corner with one character, so they're going to try to get themselves out with a whole new character, which doesn't make sense because there's people that have been reading these comic books for the past 20, 30 years. Like, comic book readers, there's some guys out there that are encyclopedias of comic book history. Oh, yeah. And, and their knowledge is insane. So, whenever they come up and they're like, hey, we're going to change Thorin to a woman, it doesn't make sense. Because that's implying that the book itself is not selling well, which also makes you wonder why they made two movies off of a book that's not selling well. And then they're coming out with a third movie. Right. Right, it's like, okay. All right, right. you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I do see it. But uh, moving along, uh, we jump into video game news. Batman Return to Arkham delayed. According to the developers, the game still needs time to develop. Original release date was later this July. However, it was pushed further. And for those who don't know, Return to Arkham is Arkham Asylum and Arkham City for the PS4. So it's it's it was it's being released like as like a multi-cart, dual pack, whatever you want to call it. And it was supposed to be released. This month, but as I said, I guess... I think they said something was up with the graphics. They didn't like it, how it was. It wasn't as high def... High def, like, uh... As you'd expect on a PS4. Like, pretty much it looked like PS3 graphics. Do you think it's because of that, or do you think it's because of PS4.5 coming out? That's a good, uh... That's a good assumption. Uh, it could... Honestly... It, it all narrows down to graphics, honestly. Like people, like that, that's that's the that's the world we live in when it comes to. It doesn't matter about the story anymore. It's is the are the graphics good? Which Here's is another thing. Uh, do you think that they're just uh, holding back on it until the Sony VR thing comes out? They did announce Batman Arkham VR, so could be possibly. Not sure, but they said that it's would, indefinite. That would have to be a completely different. Right. Uh, they said it was indefinite when when they, it will be released. So uh, for those waiting for Arkham Asylum, Arkham City for PS4, you might be waiting a while. I've got them on the PS3. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I still got a PS3. I'm not sure. I gotta. I st- I gotta upgrade sooner or later because like I've never. I have yet to play Arkham Knight, and I want to play Arkham Knight. It's killing me. I've never played Arkham Knight, so. I gotta get a PS4 sooner or later. Uh, but anyway, uh, jumping into Nintendo. Nintendo issues a cease and desist order against a Bitmap book. Bitmap Books had a Kickstarter to create a third-party book on NES games featuring artwork and all. Nintendo had an issue with this and shut down the Kickstarter and filed for cease and desist. I know Nintendo's not fond of sharing, sharing their stuff. Especially for YouTubers. Whenever YouTubers do, like, well, uh, I, with, like, retro stuff, I don't think anybody gets in trouble, but, like, 
Okay, so a while back, Minecraft released Nintendo skins for like the Wii, and of course, Minecraft is a big is a big video game that everybody and their mother has a gameplay of on YouTube. Uh, well, all there was all that was featured in these videos were the skins, and people were getting third party content attached to their videos, meaning they can't make revenue off their video because they have a copyright on their video. It's by Nintendo, all because it features a guy who's who looks like Mario. So yeah, Nintendo's pretty bad with that. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that or not. Um, my son recently bought the Minecraft for the Wii U. Yeah. Because it came with like the uh, Mario skins. Yeah. So I know about it, but. Truth be told, I'm not huge into Minecraft, but fucking Nintendo's got to lighten up a bit. I mean, oh yeah, they license skins for a game that they don't even own. So if someone wants to talk about it and show a few screenshots of it, let them. Yeah, it's it's stupid. I don't get it. Uh, Microsoft to release Xbox Play Anywhere on September 13th. You'll be able to buy games digitally and play games on Xbox One and Windows 10. This was announced at E3. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I remember when Xbox said, uh, we're not doing, we're, if you could play it on the Xbox One, you could play it on, on the Windows 10, meaning there's no exclusives anymore. So what's the point of buying an Xbox? Uh, I haven't seen one. The reasons to buy an Xbox is so that when you walk into a store, you see, Xbox One on the case, so you know it's going to run on your machine. Other, th rather than uh, with, I find computer games, you got to read the specs and be like, oh, no, I got to switch that because I don't have that graphics card or I don't have this or that, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. But I don't know. Yeah. That that's really weird to me. It's I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got to go past out. I got to work in the morning. Oh right, no problem, man. Good night, Evan. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Anytime, one, man. man. Good night. Good to talk to everybody. Alright. you, you got to come on the show, man. you got to come on the show. Cheers. Have a good night, guys. Alright, good night. Alright. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the big things I like about, uh, uh, video games is they have exclusives. And it's, it gives me a re like there's a reason why I want I want a, the Nintendo NX whenever that comes out because it's got exclusives. While I remember the Xbox when like Dead Rising 3 came out, that gave me a reason to want an Xbox One, and then and then all of a sudden Dead Rising 3 shows up on Steam. So they're out the window at that went. I I have Dead Rising 3 for the Xbox One. That's the reason why I bought the Xbox One. Right. Um, I don't really screw around with computer games. Like, I'll get emulators and stuff like that. I have a Steam account, but the only game I have for it are the two Binding of Isaacs. And that's it, right? Right. So, I mean, to each their own, I guess. I mean, if people like to play computer games, fine, let them. But right. it's just not something that I'm into because of the whole reading the spec thing, right? Yeah, the graphics card. Yeah, there's a lot of games I can't play on my laptop. I gotta get a actual computer with a tower and everything, and a tower with special shit in it that's the cost an arm and a leg. So, like, yeah, I could totally see why that would turn off a person from computer gaming. 
Yeah, but uh, uh, Rich, do you have any opinion on that? Not really. Not really. Uh, we got one last piece of news. Uh, YouTuber Jack Septicai, who's a uh, he does you he does a uh, game plays. He gets unwelcome visitors. Uh, he's he's growing in popularity, so like of course you'd expect this from crazy people. Well, uh, an Israeli family on vacation to Ireland stopped and found out where uh, the YouTuber lived and stopped and visited his house. <coughs> it, he felt flattered but was uncomfortable at the fact that a fan went out of the way to literally try to find out where he lived and just pretty much... I, I don't know. On one hand, it's like you, that, that, that's kind of... Creepy is like you, you're you're at your own home. This is your safe. This is your safe zone. And all of a sudden, uh, fans are knocking on your door. What do you mean, kind of? That is creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, he 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 made a tweet saying he talked he talked about the story. He goes, look, I'm very flattered, but please don't come to my house. This is what this is my safe zone. I. I will see you. I can see you all at conventions, this, this, and that. But please don't come to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that. I mean, anytime that you do anything that goes out to the public, whether it's like videos, podcasting, writing, whatever, right? Yeah. You, you kind of set yourself up for that, where it's like people want to meet you and talk to you and stuff like that. Like, luckily, I'm way out in the middle of nowhere, so no one can. But it's, it's just weird and creepy because you don't know what this person's intentions are. I mean, what if, like this guy plays video games, right? Yeah. What if he gave something a shitty review and this crazed fan's like, you know, oh, I love that game, blah, 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 and pulls out a knife and whatnot, right? Yeah, wasn't the guy that killed John Lennon a fan of John Lennon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. That's, uh, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, shit. I mean, he goes to I, whenever he can. He goes to all these conventions. Being he lives in Ireland, most of the big ones are in North America. Like he, but like uh, what he, I, he pretty much goes from what I know. If he pretty much tries to go to all the Ireland ones, that's like you can see him there. You can't. You you just you can't go to his house. I mean, shit. There's reasons why most like there's those those actors that have, that live in like a gated community because like they're terrified. Freaking someone's gonna walk up, stroll on in. Uh, it's either that or they're racist. <laughs> uh, well, uh, do you guys have any pieces of news? Uh, <coughs> not. Um, had I known that we were covering news, I would have maybe looked for some. Ah, uh, nah, that's no problem. Uh, but yeah, uh, we we can uh take a break now. Uh, listen to this is where I edit in commercials. Uh, so listen to all the lovely podcasts that are featured in the commercials, and uh, we'll see you all in a minute. <laughs> I said, here, chap, shouldn't you go on a diet? Are you talking to me? Hmm, maybe these guys would make these holes bigger. I could fit easy, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'll help you out. No worries, no. Come on, guys, we have work to do. 
We come from the Action 52 game world where every game is... Yeah, we're talking action and lots of it. We got space, dragon, adventure, even war games. Yeah, dude. We even got rescue games and man, they're smooth like ice. Hey, what about you guys? Oh yeah, we're in there too. The Cheetah Man. Yes, but that's another story. If you want the ultimate game challenge, you have to get Action 52. Yeah, it's so cool. 52 games in one, and you can even play it on Nintendo. Man, it's awesome. Get yours now. Now playing at a store near you. Hey, MSR. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do you like geeky things? I love geeky things, Chunky Larry. How much do you love geeky things? I would say at least a seven. A seven? That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You know where you can get geeky things? Um, I mean, I, I have a few places on the internet I go to. Um, well, the one place you want to go on the internet is geeksoftheindustry.com. Because it's got geeks at the beginning. Oh, that, that that's a good point. Geeksoftheindustry.com, you say. What is that What is that about? What is that? Well, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got cartoons, movies, music, video games, wrestling... You know, anything that's geeky that you're into, you'll probably be able to find at geeksoftheindustry.com. I can watch all of those things? No, no, no. It's a podcast website. You listen to things. Oh. Ooh, podcasting. You can download them from the website, or you can, you know, subscribe to one of the shows on Stitcher or iTunes. What was that website again? That's geeksoftheindustry.com, my good friend. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, sorry, my brother. You've got to get your own. Once you're done listening to this podcast, go ahead to cycloud.com slash shellshockhackernetwork and check out the Mothership show, Shellpod. We talk about Ring of Honor, TNA, WWE, NXT, New Japan, and many more. We're a topical podcast that discusses things such as classic pay-per-views, tournaments, top lists, favorite lists, and just simple wrestling discussions. So please go on over to soundcloud.com slash Shellshock Hyphen Network. Give us a download. We'll see you there. What's up, everybody? It's the Impact Player, Mr. Phil Ray, inviting all of you to join myself and my co-host, Kid Human, as we are from the current to the way back, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, live every Friday at 9 p.m. on RantEmRadio.com, part of the Shining Wizards Network. You can go get our stuff at TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Audioboom, GeekLifeRadio.com, and search Turnbuckle Throwbacks on the TuneIn app. G'day, it's Josh Armour from Wrestle Radio Australia. Join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and FNX.network for interviews with great Aussie pro wrestlers like AAA's Australian Suicide. I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Adam Brooks. Becoming the RCW champion, that, that really meant a lot. And great names from the States. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Plus, more than 20 interviews on our YouTube channel. This is Brian Alvarez. This is Scrap Daddy himself, Scrap Brian Adam Pierce. A proud member of the FNX Network. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. So are you guys getting hungry? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. 
Do you ever worry that they're playing too much, Nintendo? Oh, not anymore. See, Matt has Bible adventures. They're actually learning Bible stories while they're playing Nintendo. Quick, get that Bible quote before you run out of power. Bible Adventures features three games in one cartridge. Noah's Ark, Save Baby Moses, and David and Goliath. A must for every family with Nintendo. Call 1-877-BIBLE. That's 1-877-BIBLE. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octoroks, Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go, Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. So far, a fun show. Our main topic is the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. I almost said uh, Nintendo Entertainment Center. Uh, sounds like a badass place. The NES, one of the many retro systems that come to mind when you think retro gaming. Uh, the system was released in North America on October 18, 1985, and sold at retail price of $299. I might have messed up. I think it was released as the Famicom in Japan on October 18th. Because, like, they pretty much mixed the Famicom and NES history together, which really threw me off. Actually, I, I think the Famicom must have come out in 84 or something like that, maybe even 83. Right. Because when you look at Mario 1, it's like a 1985 game. So. Yeah, and Rich, you're completely right. It's the same thing. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, it ran for over 10 years. It was discontinued in, in the U.S. in 1995, but it didn't discontinue in Japan until, like, 2003. I found out. It's like, okay. Um, over 123.82 million units were sold worldwide. The system played games on a ROM, ROM cartridge and had various accessories, which we'll get into later, along with the games. Its best-selling games were Super Mario Bros. with 40.23 million copies sold, Super Mario Bros. 3 with 18 million copies sold, and Super Mario 2 with 10 million copies sold. Okay, the Mario 1 numbers are highly inflated because it got packed in with the system. Yeah, then and then you got Super Mario Bros. and Duck Hunt on, on a cartridge, so yeah, I could see that. Right, or that even Mario as well. Right. Or else Mario, Duck Hunt, and World Class Track Meter, whatever it was that you needed the power pad for. Yeah. In the early 80s, Nintendo was interested in getting into the market after the success of arcade games. The original idea was for the uh, Famicom slash NES to be a 16-bit system computer, but Nintendo president Hiroshi Yamuchi uh, kiboshed the idea and was more game towards a cartridge-based system. 
breaking into North America, they partnered with Atari to release the NES as the Nintendo Advanced Video Gaming System. The deal was to be sealed, however, Atari's competitor, Coleco, uh, demonstrated its new computer system using a Nintendo game. And after that, everything just fell flat. Eventually, the NES came out along with 17 launch titles, 10-yard flight or fight, baseball, cool, cool land, duck hunt, excite bike, golf, gyromite, Hogan's Alley, ice climber, kung fu, pinball, soccer, stack up, tennis, wild gunman, wrecking crew, and Super Mario Brothers. By 1989, Nintendo sold over 7 million NESs, which was about five years after it first came out. Or not five years, like a few years. I can't think of the number right now. The NES was so popular, most competitors failed miserably trying to break into the video game market in North America. However, Sega had the European and South American market by the balls. So NES was struggling there. Uh, and by the end of 90, the NES was by 93. Uh, by 1990, the Super Nintendo came out to compete with Sega Genesis because the Sega Genesis was 16-bit while NES was 8. Well, Super Nintendo came out 16-bit and it was able to match up with the Sega Genesis. They were still making NES games, but by 1983, that's when they stopped and uh, the NES was no more. Uh, the legacy it leaves behind is it was the beginning of famous Nintendo franchises such as Mario, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, uh... Anything you can think of when it comes to Nintendo, it probably it most likely started on the NES. It would even break into pop culture with cartoon shows, clothing, clothing lines, candies, breakfast cereals, energy drinks, jewelry, etc. To this day, the NES is one of, if not the most beloved retro system today. And overall, the NES library contains over 713 licensed games and a handful of unlicensed NES games. So yeah, that was the brief history, as I said. You guys like, and, and sort of to understand the actual history of the NES, you have to understand where video games were in America. Yeah, they, they it was like fresh off the crash. Yeah. Right. Like Atari completely just ruined whatever they whatever goodwill they had with ET. Among other issues. Oh yeah. You know, so Atari's gone. Calling yourself a video game system was not a good idea. No, it was like the kiss of death, which is why they made the Nintendo look the way it looked, kind of VCR-ish. Right, and that's why it was called the entertainment system. Yeah. Right, that's exactly what it was. Because like I think like it's kind it's kind of funny because like but as soon as I read that, it popped in my head. It's like WWE. We're not a wrestling company. We're an entertainment company. And look where they where they are now. Right. Yeah. So it's but, like. Yeah. But another thing that Nintendo did was. They made it so that fucking companies couldn't make games just all willy-nilly for it, which is one of the things that caused the video game market crash back in the early 80s, was you didn't need permission to make a Coleco game. You could just make a game and it would run on the Coleco. Right. So. There, like, there were exceptions, though. There's those, like, uh, there's, like, um, there's a, those, uh, uh, Unlicensed games. But yeah, but with, with the unlicensed games, though, they had to, like, backwards engineer, like, severely backwards engineer the cartridges just to run on the Nintendo. Yeah, you're right. right. I, I just thought of that, because, like, there was, like, some that you had to try a few times just to get it to work on the NES. Yeah. 
And uh, also, they were very selective as to who could make games and how many different type of games they could release in a year. Mm. Uh, Richard and I actually talked about that a couple of days ago in a failed attempt at a podcast. And it was like Capcom could only make six games a year. Konami could only make six games a year. But then they got around that by making little development houses like... Ultra Games, which was another one of those uh, Konami ones, right? Right. And other things like that, so that they could actually bring out 12 games a year. And that's why a lot of the games that came out from Capcom and Konami and stuff like that were actually of quality, Mm -hmm. was because they couldn't mass-produce crap games, right? Right. Nintendo's like, you can only make six games a year, and you can only sell like 150,000 copies of each one a year type of thing, right? Yeah, like stipulations. Yeah, and how LJN ever got into it is beyond comprehension. <laughs> oh, yes, the great the, laughing Nintendo joking. Nintendo didn't care, though. Right. LJ- like, at the end of the day, Nintendo did not care what LGN was doing. No, but... Because yeah. they were making money off of that license. Yeah, but the gamers cared. The ga- yeah, we care. <laughs> Nintendo didn't care, but we care. Yeah, LLGN, uh, laughing, joking, numbnuts. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, you... I mean, LGN is like responsible for a lot of great games like Back to the Future and Friday Thirteenth, probably oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Now you say that, but those are crap games, and we all know. It, but they did yeah. make one good game, and that was Maximum Carnage. I was actually thinking of The Punisher. And I think they also had something to do with the WWE games back then, too. Yeah. Oh, those were horrible. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, this is a great segue. Fun story. I, I wanted to get into some fun stories regarding the NES. Like, like your guys' experiences when like you first got it or, like, games uh, when you got it. So, I found my Super Nintendo in my basement. Like, I was literally just running around, running around, like, cleaning up in the basement, and I find a Super Nintendo. And it, there's a few games with it. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I found a Super Nintendo. Never, know it was down, never knew it was down there. And I find it. So I, I fixed it up, and there was a few NES games, and unfortunately I couldn't put the NES game in there. I had to get, like I said, I, I got the retro port. So my friend Donald goes, look, I got a box of NES games that I, I have no use for. I'll just give them to you. One of them was WrestleMania. Uh, oh. So plug it in. We're playing it. Me and Don are playing it. And after a while, we just said, look, I don't want to play this. Let's play something else. And all of a sudden, Don's like, I waited eight years after finding that game to see what this game was like. And this is it. <laughs> now, was it WrestleMania or was it WrestleMania Challenge? I think it was just WrestleMania. The one with Hulk Hogan on it? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's a shit game. WrestleMania Challenge was a better game. Oh, yeah. The, uh, do, you, well, do you guys have any fun stories regarding your NES experiences? Uh, my parents decided when we were younger for Christmas one year to get us a Sega Master System. Uh, we complained because everyone else at school had Nintendo, and that's all people would talk about. Of course. And they were like, well, the Master System was cost more, so it must be better. 
And looking back on it now, because I have a Master System, the graphics are actually better. Some games are better, like Double Dragon. For the Master System, you can play two players at once on the first one. Ghostbusters. Unlike uh, the Nintendo, where it was one player at a time. Ghostbusters is, yes, a way better game on the Sega as well. So it took me, I think I was 12 or 13 before, and this was like just after the Super Nintendo came out, before we actually got a regular Nintendo, because I bought it used off a friend for 30 bucks, and I got like two games with it, right? Right. So, I played a lot of Nintendo as a kid, uh, not as much as I'd like, but it is what it is. Uh, Rich? Yeah, I never had an actual Nintendo. I had a Game Boy, and then I had a Sega Genesis. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, so I did play a lot of Nintendo at my uncle's or friends' houses. <laughs> so I never really had to say like on what games we were going to play, or you know. Right. Of course. What games? Like rather in the collection. Either of you play the NES now? Oh yeah, I've got like yeah. a drawer full of like eighty games. Oh yeah, I remember uh, when I first met Glenn. I think, like, like we were, like, Glenn, Glenn invited me to do uh, a show, an episode of Talking About, and I'm trying to, th- I, was, I was, at first I was skeptical, I was like, eh, I don't know if you want me on your show, then I'm thinking, it's like, topics, like, you know, I'm actually passionate about this topic, this topic, this topic, then I told him about my retro games, he goes, and this was Glenn's words, oh, I got a few NES games, and all of a sudden he sends me a picture of, like, a freaking drawer of them, and I'm like, yeah, you got a few, all right, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, I have a few. I have three at the moment. That's a few. Uh, <laughs> 80 is not a few. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you might want to go to AliExpress.com yeah. and buy the 150 in one and the 400 in one. And the 401's got a, a, quite a few homebrew games and stuff like that. And both of them are good. Some of like They do have a few of the same games, but there's also bunch of different games on each one right the uh nintendo and they're about 20 20 bucks canadian a piece 25 bucks canadian a piece the one game though that i would tell you to stay away from is the 30 and one battery save cartridge because i bought that one because i wanted the legend of zelda series halfway through death mountain on zelda 2 game freezes you can play a game save but the second that you try to like play another game it erases your save from the first game Oh, fuck that. So it's like the... Yeah. So I just went out on eBay and spent some money and got the two Zelda games. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Screw that noise. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about looking up... I, I did find a few multi-carts on eBay. I thought about getting... Because like, I know there's a multi-cart where... It's like a Super Mario hack where instead of you play... Instead of Mario, you play a Shrek. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so, how many NES games do you guys have? 80. About um, 80. Give or take probably around 30 to 40. I just downsized from around 80. Right. I have three. I had a downsize due to me needing some money. And then there's some where it's just like, like I told you about the box of video games I got. Like there's a couple that were shits and I wanted to get rid of. 
while the other ones I kind of I, I regret getting rid of because I had so much fun playing them, but I needed money. Yeah. So I, I, I got rid of the ones that I knew I don't play as often, but now I'm starting to regret it because like, now it's like, man, I miss playing that. Even though I played it very little, I want to play it again. That's always the way. Yeah. The games I, I gave, like, uh, the one game I kept by the looks of it as I'm looking over was Ninja Gaiden. Like, that one I wasn't going to, you're not going to, you got to kill me to get that away from me. Um... And then the two I bought recently for my NES collection was the Ninja Turtles, the first one, and then Rad Racer. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, let's see. Okay, this is going to be fun. The accessories for the NES. It's like, looking at some of these accessories, I think what they did was, let's throw a shoe at the wall and see what sticks. But then there's those ones that were, like, the Zapper, of course. Where it's like, I would love to get a Zapper one day. And like, well, at first I need an actual NES, and then I can get a Zapper. And on top of that, you cannot play it on a flat screen. Oh, yay, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd go get an old tube TV, I guess, just so I could use the Zapper. That you gotta buy multiple Zappers, because some don't work. Or, like, some work, but it's touchy. Or, like, like it wants to work when it wants to work. Like, I've heard of ones where it's, like, they'll play Duck Hunt, and then round one, it works. Round two, it works a little. Round three, it doesn't want to work at all. Then round four, it works again. Yeah, we've all seen those uh, Angry Video Game Nerd fucking episodes where it's got the one where it's, like, first two, hit. Second two, miss. First, third two, hit. And then he's got another gun where it's, like, first two, miss. Second two, hit. Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck, if that's the way it works, just pause your goddamn game and, you know, switch the gun out every once in a while. No, yeah, that's smart. Either of you have... I, I never knew they had one, but, like, have either of you tried the wireless controller? No. No, I haven't. Rich? No. No? I'm curious. I want to know if it worked. Was that made by Nintendo, or was that... A claim. It was a third party. Acclaim made it. Uh, Probably didn't. You mean, <laughs> you mean, you mean, act lame? Ac oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, have you, have you got, do you guys, have you ever used, like, those uh, Advantage controllers where it's, like, there's turbo controllers and there's, like, a joystick then there's, like, all these different controllers for your NES? Uh, I remember, I think it was the NES Advantage where... Instead of a directional pad, there was like this little circle thing that you put your thumb in the middle, mm -hmm. and it was supposed to help move you a little better than a directional pad. I've used that. Uh, a story about the big-ass joystick controller. Um, I was dating this girl, and her brother had one, but whenever he got, you know, something in the game just didn't work for him, he kept smashing the hell out of this controller, like just hitting it and hitting it. And one day it stopped working, and I'm like, well, I'll take it apart and see if it needs to be cleaned or something like that. Took it apart, and the circuit board was snapped right down the middle. Damn! Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that, that's not going to be fixed. <laughs> ah, that's some raging there. Yeah. <sighs> Have either of you tried the Arkanoid controller? No. 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 Uh, have either of you tried the Game Genie? Yes. How does that work? Uh, you get three lines to put three lines of code in. Some of the codes 
either took up all three lines or two lines or just the one line, right? Right. Oh, so yeah. depending on what you wanted your game to do, you might have to enter two lines of code. Mm-hmm. And it was good for what it was and the games. Like uh, Friday the 13th, you could make it so that your counselors had infinite health. Um, Mario 3, it was Mario could use any item mm-hmm. and it would still stay in his box. So that came in handy when trying to beat certain games. Um, right, like it was just pretty much just cheat codes. And then okay. you had to get books. Books and books and books full of fucking codes. Because uh, every once in a while, new games would come out, and it's like, oh, here's the Game Genie book, Volume 2. Like, oh, right. Have either of you uh, tried or heard of the Honeybee Famicom cartridge port? I've heard of it. I believe it was like half the size of a regular Nintendo cartridge. Yeah. And sometimes that was bundled in, and it had like a ribbon on it. And sometimes that was bundled in with the 150 and ones back in the day, or you know the multi cartridge, like the multi game cartridges, because they were like popular in Japan but not in the states for some reason. So someone would get their hands on one, and it's like half the size of the cartridge already, so then you just got the extender with the ribbon on it. Yeah. I I, don't, I, I always, I don't know, something about, the, something about having a uh, uh, ribbon just interests me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, okay, it's got a ribbon. It's so that you could pull it out at the same time that you're, oh. just in case the cartridge, you know, comes apart. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind getting that, but of course I look online and everybody wants an arm and a leg for it. <laughs> yeah, that's another problem with the retro gaming nowadays. It's like, oh, this game here, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I want 80 bucks for it. And you're like, that's a shit game. I'll give right. you a, yeah, n- hell no. <laughs> Frickin- right now I'm waiting for uh, River City Ransom to come in for the Nintendo, and I think that costs 50 bucks altogether with shipping. Oh my gosh, now I regret selling that game i love that game too but i yeah. didn't play it as much so it's like and i told you i needed the money and now that you tell me that now i'm really getting bit in the ass it's a good game i enjoy it it's uh they got the japanese version of it on that 150 and one game off of aliexpress but it's all in Japanese, so it's like, I can't read a damn word of what it says, right? Honestly, I could give a shit about the story. I just want to beat the hell out of people. <laughs> right, but when you go to buy books and... Okay, yeah. Else, right, yeah, that makes sense. That's, yeah. And then you do the password thing, and I had to screenshot the password. And then I try to go put it in, and I think I put it in correctly, and it doesn't work. And I'm like, son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, have you guys tried the Jammer? Uh, what is the jammer? Yeah, what is that? Okay, so I have to admit something. I found a list of the accessories, and I wrote down everything. <laughs> I, I, I figured you guys might know, but, like, I saw a jammer. I was like, what the hell is that? Do you guys know? <laughs> Do you have, have you had the laser scope? Uh, was that that headset thing that the nerd used? Yeah. And I've never had one. I honestly, that'd be something to ha- that'd be something to have and show off. <laughs> but because of that nerd video, it makes me really want to get one. Oh yeah, that's that's why I want it too. Because you can yell "fuck" and it kills things. <laughs> Play in the quiet of your own living room. 
meanwhile, other people are reading or having phone conversations, and you're in the background yelling, fire, 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 fire. <laughs> meanwhile, people are having real lives. Yes, exactly. Uh, have you guys had the Miracle Piano? No. No. That does look, that's an interesting concept, too. Okay, here's a popular one, the Power Glove. Uh, Evan, could weird. have told you about it? Uh, yeah, it was weird. I've never used one. I've had friends that had it, and you had to type in, like, I think it came with a book as well, where it's like you had to type in a bunch of numbers and stuff, because there was like that huge thing that goes over your forearm, yeah. with right. buttons on it, and it's like, for Mario, type in this button combination. For Mario 3, type in this button combination. And it's kind of weird how, like, they used it X amount of years ago for motion sensing and whatnot, and it failed. And then, like, 30 years later, they're like, well, we'll try again with the Wii. And the Wii succeeded because they learned from their mistake with the power glove, I would think. Isn't that crazy, though? Because, like, when I'll get into another accessory. But uh, it's like, that's so crazy. It's like what didn't work 30 years ago works 30 years later. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's all because of technology. Yeah, that's a good point. The, Nintendo was trying to force technology, and the and the big issue that they had was was their controller itself had one, two, three, four, five buttons on it. Yeah, and at the and time that was big. And they're trying to force five buttons into so much more across a bunch of different accessories and peripherals just throughout the entire history of the NES. <laughs> You know, so, like, when you get something like the Power Glove, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Because, if I remember correctly, you actually have, like, the D-pad and, like, AB Start Select on that glove yeah. as well. Yeah, it's like, well, I could just hold my wrist up and then just play the game. <laughs> right. Or you could just take the glove off and hold it like a normal controller somewhat. Yeah. And because there's no way in hell you could play Mario 1 or something like that one-handed using your index finger for the directional pad and your ring finger and your little finger for the AB buttons, right? Right. So you would pretty much be... The reason why I didn't get a power glove is because you saw it in the wizard. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've heard horror stories about the wizard. <laughs> but that that's guy was badass. Bad. Yeah, that guy not was badass bad. playing uh, Rad Racer with the power glove, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I'm thinking about it, Can you imagine giving... Someone a PS2, not even a PS3 or a PS4, a PS2 controller to someone back in '83. They probably have a heart attack trying to figure it out. Yeah, ah. exactly. It's got like what the eight buttons plus start, select, and the directional pad and, the and two then, joysticks. And then yeah, the joystick R3, L3. Yeah. I remember when they first introduced L3 and R3 buttons. That first game it was was like Sly Cooper, the second Sly Cooper game. I was like. What the fuck is an L3 R3 button? Of course I did. I was a kid. I didn't say what the fuck, but like, I was like, what is that? And I'm like freaking out. And then I'll come to find out, oh, you click the analog sticks. I, I didn't know they did that. <laughs> so no, I think I think that if they introduced that kind of controller in the NES or even Atari era, <clears throat> it would have worked. Humans are adaptable to some degree. Yeah. Well, that and you bring up like you know. We've seen that one angry video game nerd video as well, where he's showing like those controllers for like the ColecoVision and stuff like that, where it's like 
it's a this phone. huge monstrosity that was the size of the same machine with like the ball in the middle and like 12 buttons on one side, 12 buttons on the other side and stuff like that. And it's like, that was way too many buttons for anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that. <laughs> so, uh, another accessory that bombed, but nowadays everybody loved it, was the power pad. It was like, uh, that, it was that mat you laid down and like you, uh. Ran on the buttons? Yeah, you ran on the buttons. Yeah. I've used one of those once. I, I'd i like to get one again just so that I could have like world-class track meet and stuff like that yeah. in my basement, but that's something that you don't want to use upstairs. No. <laughs> no. I love uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. His way to cheat at it, he gets on his stomach and starts with his hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. And, you know, I mean, that's that's the way you got to do it. I mean, there's other track and field games where you just got to use the regular controller. And you got to, like, jam on the buttons real quick. So what you do is you just get a lighter or a spoon. And that way you're not skinning the hell out of your knuckles, right? A lighter and a spoon. Are we playing video games or doing heroin? Well, a lighter or a spoon, right? Okay. And, <laughs> and then, like, you can go and rub it across the buttons real quick instead of, using your knuckles and scraping the hell out of them, right? Because the buttons weren't really rounded. Like, they were circular in shape, but there were still corners to them, right? And indentations on the actual buttons themselves. So if you were using your fingers, like your uh, knuckles, to, like, go back and forth real quick, you'd end up skinning your knuckles. Ooh. So it's like, well, you might as well use a spoon or a lighter or something like that, right? Something that'll slide easily over the buttons. I've never heard of that trick. Well, now you know. Hashtag life hack. Uh, so, uh, Rich, do you have anything on the power pad? My friend had one when I was a kid. It was fun. I mean, keep in mind, like, when the power pad came out, I was, like, eight? Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, it, it was not perfect by any means. Of course. And we didn't play it all the time, obviously. Right, but you, it was still it was still something that was kind of cool. If you want to run around, you can just go outside. <laughs> but uh, we already discussed the zapper. Um, this is one of my <coughs> favorites, and I want it so bad. Is Rob the robot? I've got that amiibo. That's, He's an amiibo. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, there's a Rob the amiibo. You can get either the American version or the Japanese version. Wow. They're two totally different color schemes. They, those things had sharp metal edges, if I remember correctly. Oh, I bet. Sort of like the old Tonka trucks. Like I'm not sure if you've ever played with the Tonka truck from the 80s. Those things <laughs> were nothing more than just razor blades with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and they were heavy, and they hurt. And you know how kids are, no, that's my truck, clunk. Right. Many, many a stitches were gained from uh, Tonka toys. Right, and if I remember correctly, uh, Rob the Robot had a couple of those nice sharp edges as well. Oh, lovely. Now, don't hold me to that, because this is decades now. I think he was plastic, though, but I, I wouldn't shock me if he, he still had sharp edges from, like, his joints with his arms. Then, uh... Yeah. Yeah, uh... 
Yeah, it's like I, I watched nerd. I watched nerd play, and he was a character in NES Punk's show, and I I just I just love him. It's that'd be such a cool thing to have. I don't know about playing him because, from what I understand, he's a he's a he's very difficult to put together, and him as a second player is kind of shitty. That's why he only had like two games. Yeah. And then he makes an appearance in that Miracle Piano game. Like he like you gotta. You gotta take the right keys to keep him. He's like walking on a, a surface that has an edge to it, and to add the edge so he doesn't fall off, you, you type the right keys. I notice he's in the game. He's the robot, so you gotta keep him afloat, or else he's gonna fall off the edge. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just something about him. He, he seems really charming to me. That it, and it's like one of those. It'd be cool to have and like friends. And like it'd be a cool story to tell friends about what, what what the hell is that thing oh that's rob the robot he was a he was a video game accessory and then and then people because it wowed me the fact that they thought of well what if you're that one kid who has who it's not really good with talking to other kids or like you got friends but they're not into video games or something well here's rob he can play with you you use your feet <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> And also, also, what kind of kids were not into video games in the eighties? That is a good point. Like my everybody had my my parents who aren't even into video games said they played those video games. Poor kids. Poor kids, kids. whose parents were on the welfare. Well, though, even they got video games. They got like the ones that are like generations behind. Like they'd get the Atari at least. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Hey kids, I found a ColecoVision down at the Sally Ann. Let's hook it up. There you go. Hey, you know, I mean, whatever you can get. Uh, have you guys seen the monstrosity known as the Roll Rocker? <laughs> On that video, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's some horse shit. Yeah. Uh, was the U Force the thing that it was like a force field sort of? It was like a flat edge, and like you moved your hands on it, like you're some psychic reader going on a magic ball. <laughs> like it controls the game. Possibly. I think that's what it was called. The U Force. The U Force. Yeah, it was that thing that the nerd used in that one video? Yeah, it actually worked. It was cool looking. Like and he, he, then he was, you can also put like this plastic stick into one thing and get a lot better at Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, like yeah, he was beating the hell out of people in uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Just like, and it's like, holy shit, he's actually punching. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, that, I'm sure that's another one that's an arm and a leg for, because one, it actually works, and two, it's actually awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys ha know of any other accessories that I haven't said? Not off the top of my head, um. There was that multi-tap adapter that they brought out around the same time Super Spike V-Ball came out. Um, I think they even made it a fact that it was wireless, but you plugged, like, it sat on your table or whatever, right? And you'd plug into your four controllers and stuff like that. And the oh, other thing, yeah. The other thing would go straight to the Nintendo. And in the commercial, these guys were jumping up and down and, plopping down on the couch so many times while playing this goddamn Super Spike B-Ball that the couch fell into the basement through the <laughs> floor, and then they were still 
playing Super Spike <laughs> B-Ball because of the wireless connectivity. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, there's a there's a good segue. The commercials. I actually looked up a bunch of commercials for the show, and wow. <laughs> commercials were a lot more fun back then. Oh, I like the uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 commercial. I remember when that first came out way back before you were born. Starts off with the one guy just yelling, Mario, Mario. Yeah. And then everyone starts doing it, and it pulls out to outer space, and there's like a huge Mario face on the Earth. Yeah, that I saw that one. That that was uh, yeah, that that is pretty badass. What was the one I was thinking about? Oh, the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars commercial where like uh, they're playing video games, and all of a sudden stormtroopers break into the house, and like Darth Vader tries to go after the kid that's playing the game, but like he beats him in the game, so Darth Vader fades away. Nice. <laughs> It's a badass commercial because, like, I had I had such the biggest smile watching it. It's like, wow. Did you look up the uh, Legend of Zelda commercial? I watched both of them. Where there's that nerdy kid and that fucking greaser in the leather jacket. Yeah, and they're rapping. Yeah, and that's like, wow, look at those graphics. And you're like, god damn, those graphics suck. Because <laughs> they're 8-bit. But the guy's like, look at those graphics. They're so realistic. And you're like. No. Were kids like that back then, though? Like, uh, were, were you guys people, like that? People went, think about this, people went crazy over Atari and ColecoVision graphics, right? Right. So, of course, kids were like that. All right, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, was it? Uh, then I saw the other one where it was like this guy in a insane asylum. That was a guy, he played like Buster Bunny and the Crypt Keeper. Like, um, he, uh... He was like, uh, I have no idea what the hell that had anything to do with fucking Zelda. <laughs> yeah, see, I've never seen the Zelda 2 commercial. Yeah. That, the first Zelda game. Yeah, that was just weird. Is there any commercials you can think of, Rich? Oh, Jesus. The Zelda one comes to mind. Like, really, I don't remember a lot of the commercials, but there were TV shows I remember that were based... That were basically nothing more than commercials. And I, I'm not talking about, like, Captain Ed or Super Mario or, like, any of the actual cartoons. There was, like, some kind of weird game show when I was a kid. And it would just be, like, time trials, pretty much. So they would have, like, three kids playing video games. And they would always be, like, the new Batman game that came out, Battletoads. Or whatever game like that, and they had to get X amount of points, or ever had the most points, like, within a, you know, a certain time limit, would go on to the next round. And, like, the whole goal was to get as many points as you can to go through a maze, and they just put you, like, in a Velcro suit, <laughs> and a Velcro helmet, and you had to run around this thing grabbing whatever games and game systems that you can. So, you would see kids, you know, grab, like, all of these games, put them on, like, you know, the Velcro games, like, on them, while holding a stack of games, and there was always, like, a duffel bag with, like, extra games that you couldn't get anywhere else in the thing, and you could also grab, like, a Neo Geo. Every, every show had a free Neo Geo on it. Damn. Nice. Yeah. But hey. that's, that's really, like, what I remember from, like, that era, like, when it comes to, like, video games and television. Because, like, the commercials, they were huge. And I remember, like, watching those. But 
I would always get more excited because I was actually seeing real gameplay of games. I I watched uh, the commercial for uh, the that what was it the the Nintendo cereal. Have either of you had that? Uh, no. And if I'm I sure did, it is. It was like 30-some years ago, so I don't quite remember. I heard it described as Flintstone vitamins and milk. Nice. Ew. <laughs> that yeah, sounds I, disgusting. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I Could mean, be worse. I'm sure I've had it. Could be worse. How worse? <laughs> Captain Crunch rips the crap out of the roof of your mouth. That stuff has been around since I was a kid. So let's say it's been around 40 years or so, because I'm only almost 37, right? Right. And somehow, they still haven't fixed it so that it doesn't rip the crap out of your mouth. Yeah, right? that's a good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you could still, be... That's still one of my favorite cereals, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, wor- it's worth the, the mouth, the bleeding in the mouth. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I, I don't want to lose a pint of blood every time I go to eat breakfast. I... That's never happened to me. It really hasn't. Are you eating well, it wrong, Glenn? <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's, I guess Richard just did some weights for it to get a little on the soggy side, right? Not really. Okay, Rich, that's enough. <laughs> I mean, I just, like, sometimes I'll just grab a box and just, you know. All right. Uh, box. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now let's get into the games themselves. Uh, what are some... Before we get into the awesome games, we have to cover some of the shitty games. What okay, was... let's just bring up the entire LJN library. <laughs> yeah. yeah. WrestleMania, the X-Men, that X-Men game they did. Oh, that's so bad. Oh my god, that was another one of those games that was in the box, that was in that box I got. Me and Don are playing that, and we're like, this fucking sucks. But the guys who can't shoot anything are useless. I had that game, but then my sister bought her boyfriend a Retro Crate, which came with this, this thing that played Nintendo games, and two random Nintendo games. So then, I'm like, well, how, how well is it going to work? She's like, I don't know. So, I had a second NES system, so I sold that to her, plus... You know, gave her five games, with it, including Final Fantasy One, X Men, and a few other games, right? Right. So it's like, well, you can have a few good games, but you're also gonna have to take a few of the shit games too, right? <laughs> of course. Got to sell those somehow. Yeah. Yeah, those were yeah that that game was bad. Of course, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a glitching nightmare. Uh, spy vs. Spy. Oh, I love that game. I see that every now and then. Is it that bad to you, Rich? I did not enjoy it. If I remember correctly, I could be completely wrong, but I know that there was, like, one glitch in it that pretty much made the game unbeatable. Oh, lovely. Have either of you have uh, played the nightmare known as Silver Surfer? <laughs> yes, it's on one of those multi-game carts that I mentioned from AliExpress. Yeah. Um, it's not as bad, and I find that with the Nintendo nerd, mm. he kind of plays up how bad they are because they're not quite as bad. Like, when he's talking about Friday the 13th, and he's like, if you go this way, if you go left, you're actually going right on the map. And that's not true. Yeah, um... It does... Okay. What I... what it, It's hard. 
it's stupid hard. I think that's what most people take from it, and that's why most people hate it. And then they rub it in your face by when he dies, and he's he's on the surfboard defeated. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like every other Nintendo game. I mean, you spend 70, 80, 200 hours playing it, and sooner or later you will get good. Mm-hmm. Was, See, and that's, that's the one thing that I think we have not really talked about is when you were a kid, even if you got stuck with a bad game, that was it. You played it anyway, exactly. Because you, you didn't really know the difference of a bad game and a good game to the <laughs> level that you do now. Yeah. yeah, I would say now I'm privileged, but then when thinking about it, even as a kid, I got those shitty games, but I, I would somehow enjoy it, but then when I would play them as an adult, there's there's a few games where it's like, man, this game's awesome, and then there's those few games where it's like, man, this game is the shits, how did I play this? <laughs> yeah. Alright, so it's like, like that. Um, have either of you played the Action 52 or seen it? I played the ROM of it. I haven't actually played the game itself. I even if I could buy it for like five bucks at a garage sale, I would probably pass on it. Yeah, you ain't paying five bucks because people want an arm and a leg for it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think if I saw it at a garage sale for five bucks, I would buy it and then I would go straight to a store or the website and just put it up for sale. Yeah, because yeah, it's. What was that? I was going to say, see, I'm not a reseller, though, right? Like, I've sold games before, like DS games, shitty DS games. Yeah. For, like, like this one lady in town, her son had a bunch of DS games ripped off, so she was, like, on Facebook, if anyone's got games to sell or give me, just let me know. And I'm like, well, I'll see what I can do. And I gave her, like, ten games for, like, ten bucks. Damn. So when I when I do resell, I sell them at like an incredibly low price that you know for like a good reason. For a good reason, right? I I, I have like maybe eight hundred games altogether, but I'm not like when I get rid of them, I'm not there to make a profit, right? Exactly. Right. I I think I think with Action Fifty Two, I could probably uh, bend that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh... It's funny, I went on eBay and randomly typed in Action 52, and I only found, like, one copy of the NES one, but I kept finding the Sega 32X uh, one. Jesus. Yeah, it's like a bunch of... And, you know, I actually seen uh, the nerd play both versions, and I think the 32X one looks, like, more playable. It better. Yeah, if you get... That's because of, like, you know, the memory in a 32X cartridge compared to the memory in a Nintendo cartridge, right? Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it, that, that, listen. Have either of you seen the Bible Adventures game? Seen? Never played. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, Rich, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard of it, yeah. It's just... Like, like, those, like, really weird unlicensed games, I usually just stay away from. Yeah, they're, they're just so obscure. They're like, what? <laughs> the, the only unlicensed games that I'll look at is Tension. Yeah, because yeah. they got, like, arcade games, like Tetris and Pac-Man. Well, that they tried. Yeah. Like, Fuck they made was... micro-machines. 
Yeah, that was it. Was that Tengen or was that Galoob? It was Tengen. Oh, yeah, it was Tengen. Yeah. I remember my buddy, the one that smashed the crap out of that one controller one time. <laughs> he had a gold cartridge of Micro Machines, and I'm sure it said Galoob or something like that on it, right? I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name, though. <clears throat> I don't know if it was Galoob, though. It was maybe the company that made the Micro Machines themselves. But anyway, there was like this Captain game that was also an unlicensed game. I'd like to say it was Captain Falcon, but I'm not 100% sure on it. I remember playing that a few times when I was younger, because somehow we had acquired it, but the unlicensed games, unless they were 10-gen, the unlicensed games were just pitiful and crap to try to get to work, and more times than not, it's like you'd spend 20 minutes to a half hour trying to get it to work in your machine, and then the game was so unplayable that you'd only spend five minutes on it, right? Right. So, so it just wasn't worth the hassle. Right. I would only buy it for a laugh. Because, like, I, I, I oh, but only if it's cheap. Because, like, I bought E.T. for the Atari because I thought it was funny to have. And it was only two bucks at my local game store. And I was like, well, why not? It's two bucks. <laughs> I grabbed it. I don't, I, I got... I found an Atari, but the wire is... There's no wire. It needs a new wire, but I can't find anybody to fix it. It's... Like, they'll fix any other Tom, Dick, and Harry system, but they can't fix an Atari. But anyway, uh... That's... Um, what, what you might want to do is... I've got the Atari Flashback 2, mm-hmm. which is kind of like... It's got 40 games built in. But I heard that you can get someone, maybe, to put... The whatever pin connector into the actual circuit board itself mm-hmm. and use it as an actual Atari. You'd have to like cut a hole into the casing where the cartridge would go in. Yeah. But other than that, I heard that all you had to do was just add the pin connector thing to it and it would run like an actual Atari. Ooh, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't pay out the nose like some people do for some of these shitty games. I don't know. I don't understand it. I understand there's those collectors that go, well, I bought it because I have to have it in my collection, because if not, it, my collection's not complete. But I would have, man, it, it would have to just eat at me to not, to have to pay that much for, for something so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... As it is, uh, a couple of months, well, about a month ago now, I posted a picture on Button Abusers yeah. of that Xbox score that I made for like 20 bucks I think it was I think I gave him 20 maybe it was 10 but there was like 40 Xbox games and one 360 game bundled all together and they they were asking 10 cents a piece so I could have walked out of there with like 40 games for like 5 bucks but I was like no no I'm going to actually give you guys a bit more money for that yeah so uh, do you guys know any for bad games, like very overrated games, where it's like everybody loves this game, but for some reason you don't. Battletoads. I know people <laughs> who are just like you, so I, so I, 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 I would love to have Battletoads, but I know I'm, people... I, I'm eyeballing it. I actually do really, really enjoy the game, but I only say it's a bad game because. Really, who's made a pass at speeder bike level, which is like the second level, on a regular basis? Right. Well, see, that's the thing is, is keep in mind, if you got a game, 
you were stuck with that game. Yeah. Yep. So over time, people did get better at it. But now if you were fresh to the game or you haven't played it in forever, you're back at square one. And the patience that people have now towards video games is completely different. Yeah, it's, it, it, <laughs> if anything, there's no patience at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Do you know of any, Rich? Uh, not off the top of my head. Because I think there's a lot of games that... Well, yeah, let's just go with the Zelda series. Really? Yeah. I I just never got into it. You know, I, I when I bought Rad Racer, I expected something completely different, I guess. But uh, then I played it, and it's like, this game is freaking hard. To the point where I got, my, I got Donald to play it, and I told Donald about this cheat where um, when you crash, you constantly pause and unpause the game, and it saves you a few seconds of your life. And Donald just texts back, I'll remember that when I'm dead, because that's that's, that'll be the next time I play that game. <laughs> he hates that game so much. <laughs> I own it, I just don't play it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm the same way, because I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it might be one of those throw in the trading pile next time I go to my local store because like usually I come in there with money and then I have a pile of stuff I don't need so I can have like in store credit. But uh, other than that, uh, what are some underrated games like games no one ever talks about but are are so good that you guys know about or or played? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, uh, the Manhattan Project I believe it was called. It plays a lot like. Ninja Turtles 2, where you're playing as two turtles at once, or you can can have two turtles at once, but it's a totally new adventure. It's not based on the arcade game. Yeah. And I've played that a few times with my son, but he gets bored of it quite easily because it's Nintendo, so... Right, it's not new. <laughs> no, but it, it is what it is. I mean, he started playing video games at the age of two and a half, and you can guess what system I threw him on to begin with. Right. I'm trying to get my nephew to play games with me, but he doesn't want to. I was like, you want to play games? No. Okay. Well, how old is he? He's three. His, oh, okay. his favorite word's no. He says no to everything. One, you want a cracker? No. <laughs> Two minutes later, he's eating crackers, and you're like... Yep. So All perfect. sounds perfect. You hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> uh... Do you have uh, any other games? Gogo 13. Yeah, Ooh. I've seen stuff like that. I told my mom's boyfriend's a big James Bond person. And I told him about Gogo 13 because, like, NES Punk talked about it. And I, I told him that. And he's like, what I want you to do tonight is go online and find those movies. And if they're on Amazon, I'm going to order them. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to sell him on any of the movies. I was just telling him about it. <laughs> Yeah, see, that was one of those games that I picked up for like $7 from uh, a video rental place that was going out of business, or they were getting rid of their NES stock. It was an Acme video. So yeah. they charge like 7 bucks for a game, and then you get that plastic rental case that they used to have, yeah. right? And it's like, for 7 bucks a game, I would pick up like three or four of them at a time, because it's like, one, it's 7 bucks. 
and two, it's a Nintendo game, and for seven bucks, you're not expecting much. It's not like you're buying it brand new out of the store for seventy, right? Right. And sometimes you're pleasantly surprised, like River City Ransom. I originally bought that for seven bucks at one time, and I looked at the back, and I'm like, oh man, these graphics kind of look shitty and stuff like that. Cause I wasn't used to that company's style of making games. And then I actually bought it, played it, and I'm like, my God, this thing's like the greatest game ever. Yeah, it was ahead of its time when you think about it, because like, there was like sex, there was violence. Like, you shot people in the head. No, uh, no, not in River City Ransom. Oh, not, oh I'm talking about Golgo. Sorry. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> supposed to say sorry. sorry about that. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, River City Ransom. Oh, yeah, I love, uh, yeah, that's another underrated game that no one ever talks about. People yelling puke after you beat them up and yeah, I was like, like that. <laughs> yeah, I always laughed about that. I was like puke. Uh, I I figured they were simulating puking, but like puke. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But uh, uh, Rich, any other games? Not off the top of my head. No, no. like GoGo Thirteen, I think is one of those games that's just perfect. I mean, if you play it now and you're not, and you're not sure what to expect, you're going to be like, this game really isn't that good. But if you're able to look at it as just Nintendo and everything they, they did with it, yeah, it's amazing. You guys uh, ever heard of Mr. Gimmick? No. No. Okay, so Mr. Gimmick was this platformer game that was released in Japan but never came to North America. Well, uh, there's repros of it. Which a repro is like a reproduction cart where it's like it's a NES game that was made recently by a fan, if yeah. anything, um, and it's just a fantastic platformer. I mean, this, the 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 music was great, the gameplay is great. It's it gives you that challenging the challenges that you'd expect in a platformer. It's it's got that cutesy art you'd expect in a Nintendo game. And it makes you wonder, why didn't this go over in North America? There's a lot of games like that, though, over the years that made it, that were made in Japan, but never made it over stateside. Like, since we've been bringing up the Nintendo Nerd all this time, we've all seen the Back to the Future episode, right? Yeah. And then there was that Back to the Future game made in Japan. And it's like, my God, that's the greatest Back to the Future game ever. But it never received, you know, it was never made stateside. And then there was one where it was like the new Ghostbusters two, where like oh that's shit. Yeah, not the not Ghostbusters two, new Ghostbusters two. Yeah, where you got two Ghostbusters, one worked the trap and the other one worked the little beam, and you ran around trying to catch ghosts that all looked like Slimer. Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm trying. Because I know you do that in the first one, where it's like you, you have two of them and you like you gotta catch them. Yeah, and it yeah looks, but, it, it's like an overhead view of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that that game is on one of those games from AliExpress as well. So, Greg, I I can't stress this enough. Get a credit card, go to AliExpress, and pick up those two games for like forty bucks or less, right? Right. It's free yeah. shipping, and you'll have like. Hundreds of hundreds of games to go through, and at forty bucks, it's like nothing, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, 
Yeah, you you've been you've been selling it, and you know I I, I might have to do that. Uh, have you guys ever heard of anticipation? Yes. Uh, yeah. Can't remember what it was about, but I believe I played it. If I don't have it, it's uh it's a guess the picture game. It's like Pictionary. Okay. Yeah, that's like a fun game to hit play with your friend. Speaking of which, have you played Pictionary? No. Oh. <laughs> Pictionary was fucked up because it's like, here's a puzzle. And then you had to play, like, this Spaceman game to, like, get pieces of the Pictionary puzzle. And you'd have to jump from platform to platform, getting these balls that, once you grabbed it, another one would appear on the other side of the screen. And there was, like, other things, like other mini games too, that you had to play. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Pictures. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, my God, this is, like, the weirdest game I've ever played, and it's horrible, but <laughs> I've got to play it. Me and my girlfriend at the time, this was like 20 years ago, we just loved that game, and we play it like all the time. And, all right, uh, here's a question for you guys. You guys have both been playing video games now for a couple of weeks, right? Mm. All right, have you ever had a significant other tell you to get rid of your systems? No. No? No. Oh, you guys are lucky. I've had one girlfriend ask me to sell my Nintendo, and I just straight up told her, look, this has been around a lot longer than you, and it'll be around after you're gone. Oh! Well, the thing is, I mean, my wife, my wife is like, this is your thing, this is what you do, fine. You know, like, make sure all your bills are paid and shit like that before you start buying stuff, but fine, right? Yeah. But when... Like, this one girl, she hated when I talked about playing video games. She hated when I talked about wrestling. And she hated when I talked about a bunch of other things. And it's like, you know what? Don't try to change me. If I like watching stuff, if I like playing stuff, leave it be. And then yeah. they're always quick to say that they hate playing video games. But then if you pull out something like Bust a Move or something, like, there's always that one game. And this is what I say. There's always that one game that they will play. Or like- you just have to find that one game. Or Candy Crush and stuff like that. It's like, no, but this is before that crap, right? Like, oh, okay. Bubble Bobble would be a game that they would play, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, have you guys played uh, Snow Brothers? No. Uh, you can play two-player cooperative. And it's kind of like uh, Bubble Bobble, except you're these snowmen. Mm. And you keep throwing snow, snow at these bad guys to make them into like these huge balls. And then you push them. By pushing one of the buttons, and it'll go all the way down like the screen type of thing, and it will kill any of the other ones, like any of the other bad guys that the ball runs into. And every once in a while, it'll drop little potions, like a blue potion or a red potion or a green potion. And each potion did a different thing, like either sped you up or sped up your shot or other things. Right? Right. It's it's a good game, and that's also I think on the hundred and fifty and one. Man, are you? Did you come in here? Uh, did you tell? Did you tell them? Hey, I'm doing a podcast, and they're giving you some money. Hey, come. Absolutely not. Pop <laughs> us every two minutes. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but yeah, that. Uh, joking aside, yeah, I mean, shit. That that that's, uh, that does sound like something people should look into. It should. If you're into retro gaming, but you don't have the money to drop on like that Flintstones two cartridge or the room. Pro- Flintstones yeah. 2, I can't remember what it's completely called. Yeah, but, yeah. 
Or like, uh, or like, if you just don't have the room for the games. That too, but like, if you if you don't have the money or the room to drop on these games, fucking go go and buy the games off of AliExpress, the hundred and fifty and one, the four hundred and one, because one, you're only spending twenty bucks, and two, you got one cartridge that you got to put up in a shelf or in a drawer or something like that. Right. And as usual, not all games are good, but there are a bunch of gems in there. All right, so let's hop and do awesome games, like games you just adore. Legend of Zelda, and Zelda Two. I've never beat Zelda Two, but that still doesn't stop me from playing it. Critch. Uh, Mario Three. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Mario Three is a lot of fun to play with. Friends. Yep. Screw screw friends. It's just fun to play by itself. Yeah. Yeah, by yourself and with friends. But like, I love playing it with friends because like, you get that competition. But it's like, oh, who can beat who can beat the map first? Mario three was more of a, you know, I beat one level, you beat the next, so you work together to beat the map. But Mario one. Mario 1, it was like, okay, I'm going to play until I die, and then you got to hope to God is Luigi that you don't die from the first Goomba. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I love Ninja Gaiden. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. But I love Ninja Gaiden for some reason. Something about it makes me want to play it. And nothing pisses me off more than when I watch Game Grumps and I see them just speed through Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> without and it's like <laughs> and I, I, I love I love the game Grumps but it's like I'm watching them just run through this game and it's like boy I wish I could do that <laughs> well you take some time off and uh you devote seven eight hundred hours of your life to it and you will too yeah there you go <coughs> Richie have you ever played Ninja Gaiden yeah yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's good. It's it's not like one of my favorite games or even series. Uh, I gravitate more towards Double Dragon. All right, tell us about games. Double Dragon. Uh, I'm not even sure how to describe it. Just a beat 'em up, pretty much. Like you're just walking down the street, just beating guys up. Like the storylines never really make sense to me. You know? <laughs> Like, you know what I like? Sorry for interrupting, but what I liked about the Double Dragon series is, yeah, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, but it doesn't play at all like the Streets of Rage series or something like that. It was a little more difficult. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Streets of Rage. Like, like, that whole genre of gaming is one of my favorites. There's just something about it. Alright, do you guys have any other awesome games you want to just ooze over? Ghosts and Goblins? Alright, what's that one about? I've heard the title before. I believe the character's name is Sir Arthur, and he's trying to uh, go and rescue his girlfriend. And you start off in a night suit throwing a lance, and zombies and stuff come out of the ground, and there's crows that you got to worry about, and stuff like that. It's a very, very difficult game to beat. Mm-hmm. I've never beat it, but there are people out there who have. Um, once you get hit, 
you lose your armor and you're just a guy in underwear, and if you get hit again, you automatically just is a pile of bones. Damn. Um, another difficult game would have to be Metroid. Yeah, yes, I've seen I've seen people struggle with that. But it's fun. Oh yeah, I bet. No, I'm surprised we never brought this up. The Mega Man series. Uh yeah. Two is my favorite. I've actually beat two. After two is five, and then the other ones, including Mega Man Nine, it's like yeah, no, I I can't. I just I just can't. It's too hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mega Man 1 is hard. And it's like I would have to read a walkthrough to figure out who to beat to go on to the next guy to beat them. And then just concentrate on beating the first level. And then concentrate on beating the second level type thing, right? Because it's always like, yes, as Mega Man, you're supposed to be able to beat every end boss with just Mega Man. Because they never know which one's going to be the first level you pick. But... It's usually like, let's pick the guy in the top left corner first, because he's easy. And then we'll use whatever his weapon is good against next, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I, I remember I had like a... Had, they had like a PS2 collection of Mega Man, uh, and I played it and I, I as a kid, and I never beat any of those games. <laughs> no. I but always sucked. But guess what? All six of them, I believe, are on the 151. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, of course they are. Same yeah, thing I, with the Ninja Gaiden games. Huh? I do have the PS2 collection, and I also have the PS4 collection. PS4 is missing a couple games. PS2, I think, goes one through eight. And then the PS4, or yeah, the PS2 is one through eight, and then PS4 is one through six. Oh, damn. Uh for some reason, they, like, <laughs> drop it down. It's Capcom money grab, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Capcom. Yeah, and then when they see that sells well, they'll release 7 through 12. Or what? however they did the series, because I know, like, it went from, like, a certain one number, then all of a sudden they went to X, and then... X, X is a totally different series unto itself. Ah, uh, okay. It went to 1 to 8 until the PS3 came out, and then they brought out 9 and 10. Yep. And then X is a totally different beast altogether, and those games are probably harder than the original Mega Man's. They are. What were the ones on the Super Nintendo? Yep. Oh, okay, so those were the X ones? Yep. Okay. Some of them. Alright. I want to say 7 and 8 were also SNES. Well, yeah. I feel like one of those were probably PS1. Yeah, that's Mega Man 8, I believe. Yeah. Because they actually had, like, anime cutscenes in it. Yep. And yeah. Like, I, Why wasn't this a cartoon? Right. And then they also made a game called Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. Well, I guess two games. And those broke it down even more into... They, it tried to become... Do you remember, like, Mario 64, how it became, like, a 3D game? Yeah. yeah. They tried to do that with Mega Man. Yeah, and it didn't work. Right. Yeah, I, I seen uh, Nerd play it, and it fell flat on its face. Uh, what was, uh, what was the last time there was a Mega Man game? It was, like, 07? Mega Man 10. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, 
That's very surprising to me because of how popular it is. You think like Capcom would just like come out with game after game after game, like Nintendo does with Mario. You'd think, but the guy that created them is no longer with Capcom. Okay, that's that, yeah. That that explains a lot. He <laughs> is. Size. Sorry. He's doing Mighty Number no. Nine. Ah, okay. Besides, they're still busy fucking milking the Street Fighter series for all it's worth. Right, yeah. and the Resident Evil series. Yeah, but Resident Evil's Resident Evil, right? They're not bringing out like Resident Evil Two, then Resident Evil Two Champion Edition, then Resident <laughs> Evil Turbo Edition, then Resident Evil Two Mega Ultra Edition, right? Like, remember in the Super Nintendo days, there was, like, I don't know, but, like, seven or, well, maybe not that many, but there was, like, quite a few copies of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. came out, like, with, like, six or seven of them, and it's like, god damn, when the hell's Street Fighter 3 coming out? I'm sick and tired of this one. <laughs> and it was like, once a year, there's a new Street Fighter 2, and you're like, no, bring out something different. Alright, you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap everything up in a nice little bow? Uh, besides my internet issues, this is a pretty damn long podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we went a bit long, but I, I, I had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm always willing to sit here and talk for hours about subjects that I really enjoy, you know, and Richard's been on a few of my three-hour-long podcasts, I think. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, guys, the I had two podcasts recently that were so long I had to divide into parts. I told you nice. how, like, last Narutaku, I had a, I, I posted part one today. <laughs> I uh, There was a shell pod I did that was five hours. Jeez. Yeah, I cut it into parts. It was That was the world's greatest tag. It was like, we just have so much fun talking. We just talk, 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 let everything go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, but... Those are sometimes the best shows. I know. I, I, they're draining, but they're so fun. But, uh, but uh, Rich, you have any final thoughts? Uh, not really, man. I mean, the Nintendo is what it is. It definitely ushered in a new era of video game systems and video gaming in general. Right. Because up until then, video games were reserved. I mean, after the great Atari crash. Video games were reserved for, like, dark places called arcades. Yeah, you know, so for Nintendo to bring back video games to the home, that was pretty impressive. Yes. So, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, my one final thought is go to AliExpress. <laughs> Buy the multi-cartridges. Fuck you. Swear to God, best 40 bucks I've ever spent. <laughs> they come from China. It might take a month to get them, but you will get them, and you will enjoy them. Nice. And it's AliExpress? <laughs> yep. How do you spell this? A-L-I, then Express. All one word. If this A-L-I Express? Yep. Glenn, if this thing is the shits, I'm going to find you. I'll give you my address. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't scared. I mean, you're going to have to travel days and days and days. You know how far north Alaska is? Yeah, and then, and then and then you'd be like, well, shit, by day two of you trying to come to me, you'd be like, ah, I'm over it, and then turn around. <laughs> All right, well, I'm get- as far north as Alaska to give you a you know, clue as to where I'm living. 
Yeah, you, you, you live in igloos with the Eskimos. That's pretty damn close. <laughs> and polar bears and... Alright, so guys, you have plugs. Geeksoftheindustry.com, uh, WrestlingSuit.com, THTPodcast.com, mm -hmm. uh, Geeksoftheindustries.com. There's plenty of podcasts to listen to, like Mega Powers Radio, Mega Powers Radio UK. Uh, there's a new show coming out this week called Mega Powers Canada. Damn. I guess uh, there's going to be three people. Uh, two of them aren't on any of the other Mega Powers, and one person is from one of the Mega Powers. Uh, of course, there's talking about. The Button Abusers, um, Geeks on Film, and Creature Features. Alright, uh, Rich. And while you're over there at geeksoftheindustry.com, you can also check out Button Abusers. I mentioned uh, that. Oh, okay. That's Sorry. the point. <laughs> and you can also check out on the network podcast.com. Yes. Uh, you yeah. can check out soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. To get to get all of our shows, such as the Shell Pod, the, where we discuss wrestling and topics such as old school stuff and just random whatever, uh, the Pure Pod, where we discuss international wrestling, uh, DNJ Sportscast, where Donald and James talk about er sports from wrestling to football to baseball to uh, women's sambo. Okay, the last one I just made up. Um, <laughs> That's like an inside joke. Uh, what was it? Uh, what else is on this damn network? Nerd Otaku, which I hope you're listening to now. <laughs> I don't know yeah, how. Be. I, I don't know how else you'd be listening to this show, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it with the current shows that are running on the network. So, other like friends of the show, we got the Rant Network with Turnbuckle Throwbacks, the Rant. Uh, we got the Geeks of the Industry Network, as Glenn said, uh, with Mega Powers Radio and talking about button abusers. Yeah, can we connect to any of you with social media? Uh, there's a group called uh, Talking About, uh, Talkin about Podcasts. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash talking about uh also on twitter at talking about pod and if you want to drop me an email about show ideas or maybe even coming on the show or just questions that i could probably answer on the show email me at talking about pod at gmail.com all righty uh rich all right you could also find on the network at on the network pod I want to say Button Abusers is also on Twitter with at Button Abusers. You can also find me at Rstraws on Twitter. And then if you wanted to go on Facebook, there is a couple groups for you to join and or a page to like. For On The Network, you can always go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash On The Network. You could also find Button Abusers with the same thing just just search button abusers on facebook and you can also like our page for on the network on facebook so yeah i mean there's multiple ways uh i don't suggest trying to send me an email for on the network because i have not checked that in about six months <laughs> <laughs> who does emails anymore <laughs> so uh you can like the shell strike network on facebook you can follow follow me on twitter at goodnightlove35 that's where you'll get the shell strike network news uh, 
our usual host Donald. You can follow him at Throw Punch All. It's still the greatest Twitter name ever. Uh, <laughs> you can subscribe us on YouTube, which is uh, Shellshock Network. Uh, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Network. And other than that, I've had you guys on long enough. It's time to set you free and get back to your, your usual lives. Thank you guys again so much for joining. I had a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you, sir. Yes. Good. And uh, you guys should come on my show one day, and uh, we'll talk about God knows what. Oh, hell yeah. I'd love to, man. Just just message me, and I'll see what I can do. Right on. Yes. Yep. All righty. Uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll see you all in the future. Bye-bye.